For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Did you know that a growing number of scientists are changing their minds about evolution? This is the Creation Moments Minute. The world-famous astronomer Sir Fred Hoyle announced that there is so much information within higher forms of life that they could not have evolved. He also said he could not understand why so many biologists deny this obvious fact and accept evolution. Then there's Dr. Colin Patterson, head of paleontology at the British Museum. He admitted at the American Museum of Natural History that he knew nothing about evolution that was true. After asking other scientists if they could name one thing about evolution that was true, silence was the usual answer. Dr. Patterson called the evolutionary theory anti-knowledge. He especially faulted those who say evolution is a fact, yet admit they don't know how it works. Truly, evolutionary theory is the great modern creation myth. For the Creation Moments Minute, I'm Darren Martin. DJ Stax from Stax Me Productions on the ones and twos. I got money in my pocket, ain't nobody gon' take it. Middle finger to the people who told me that I won't make it. When you give a lesson, pop, everybody gon' hate it. I'm one, I'm one, for me, all the bad girls make it. I got money in my pocket, ain't nobody gon' take it. Middle finger to the people who told me that I won't make it. When you give a lesson, pop, everybody gon' hate it. I'm one, I'm one, for me, all the bad girls make it. Oh, 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 oh. That's how we do it. So we do it. That's how we do it, how we do it, how we do it. That's how we do it, how we do it. I'ma go in. That's how we do it, how we do it. Vigilante ladies, I know you asking about me. A lot of cams in the spot, but they don't flash without me. Five eleven skinnies, and I sag them proudly. You gon' have to dance to get this cash about me. Pockets full, money greener than the gold light. Couple chains turn me to a walking strobe light. Keep on wishing, I see you in the distance. All these haters put my finger in a vertical position. Stick to the budget that you can't afford. 100k on some threads, that's when I'm bored. Throw some money up and make it pour on the poor. The type of swagger that you can't ignore. But then the ride with that dude's dudes just ain't what they used to. Don't compare me to artists that can't produce too. Ha. Never going back to the old me. This is when you mix bars with a dope. I got money in my pocket, ain't nobody gon' take it. Middle finger to the people who told me that I won't make it. When you're chillin' at the top, everybody gon' hate it. I'm one, I'm one, drive for me. All the bad girls take it. Oh, that's how we do it, how we do it. That's how we do it, how we do it. That's how we do it, how we do it. 
how we do it. I got women and they nudity, swimming in the pool with me, toting heavy toolery. I'm not with that foolery, trying to be humble, but the best is who I prove to be. I'm just writing raps and writing other rappers' eulogies. I told her make it, so she made it. I'll never be tried, mess with me, I'ma make it. <laughs> yeah, I'm about mine, see, I'm about mine. Play with minds, I guarantee you get an outline. You're at a standstill, see me, I grant hill. I can add up all your work and make a landfill. I'm immaculate, you're less than adequate. I'm trying to turn a K into an M just like a magic trick. Mind of a genius, I feel so alone. Whipping in the form with the top blown. My pockets look like I just got a loan. Now the girlies won't leave me alone. Cause I, I got, got money yeah. in my pocket, ain't nobody gon' take a middle finger to the people who told me that I would make it. When you're chillin' at the top, everybody gon' hate it. All my numbers lie for me, all the bad girls make it. Oh, that's how we do it, that's how we do it. That's how we do it, that's how we do it. That's how we do it, that's how we do it. I got money in my pocket, ain't nobody gon' take a middle finger to the people who told me that I won't make it when you're chillin' at the top. Everybody gon' hate it. All my numbers lie for me. All the bad girls make it home. That's how we do it. 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 Did you know that a growing number of scientists are changing their minds about evolution? This is the Creation Moments Minute. The world-famous astronomer Sir Fred Hoyle announced that there is so much information within higher forms of life that they could not have evolved. He also said he could not understand why so many biologists deny this obvious fact and accept evolution. Then there's Dr. Colin Patterson, head of paleontology at the British Museum. He admitted at the American Museum of Natural History that he knew nothing about evolution that was true. After asking other scientists if they could name one thing about evolution that was true, silence was the usual answer. Dr. Patterson called the evolutionary theory anti-knowledge. He especially faulted those who say evolution is a fact, yet admit they don't know how it works. Truly, evolutionary theory is the great modern creation myth. For the Creation Moments Minute, I'm Darren Martin. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jag Ball Radio Program, broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. He's realizing Jiggy Jaguar 
is better than me. So, I'm totally serious about that, too. Welcome back to our big program. We are live each and every Sunday afternoon to Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Also, Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 Central. And uh, trying to grab all my nonsense here. It is the... Uh, <laughs> It's the world famous Jiggy. I had, I literally had a piece of paper just get stuck to the computer screen. Fantastic. Uh, we are live as live can get, as I mentioned, two to five central, three to six eastern, twelve to three Pacific, one to four Mountain Standard, each and every Monday through Friday, and also the Sunday radio program on RadioZenu.com, twenty four seven at JiggyChegwire.com. Selected editions will appear on the iHeartRadio app and fifty plus AM FM stations in the big network, along. With your telephone number, 267-22-J-I-G-G-Y. On-demand, commercial-free podcast, $5 a month from our website. It's red-linked on the homepage at JiggyJaguar.com. And uh, download our brand-new Droid app at JiggyJaguar.us. Creek Heathens with us today. They are a musical showcase, and uh, they are basically a bluegrass band from Topeka, Kansas, an outlaw Trash Grass Band from Topeka, and they've got some influences of bluegrass. We go to the telephones. We've got Creek Heathens on the line. How are you? Doing real good. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. Talk to us a little bit about Creek Heathens. Uh, This is an incredible band. I know that uh, we've been getting emails like crazy from people who are just uh, gaga for you guys. Tell me a little bit about the band. Well, uh, man, we uh, come out to Topeka, Kansas. We got um, a lot of influence out of, like, Split Lip, Rayfield, and Dead Man Flats, people like them, man. Um, Mount Sprout's definitely a big influence in our band, and uh, we try to push the envelope with everything that we do. Now, uh, how did how did the Creek Heathens get started? Um, it was a really strange ordeal, man. Some friends of ours, we all got hooked up together, man. Um, and uh, it ended up starting out like this weird band that was not what we wanted to do. We all were on like those bluegrass, uh, we were on the same bluegrass stage, and then all of a sudden uh, we decided to bust away from what we were doing, and we started this band. And uh, it's, it's, it's had our ups and downs, man. We for a lot to make sure that we've got to where we're at right now. Um, we've got a very rigid kind of uh, appeal, and uh, we really like to just make your earballs bleed. <laughs> We've got uh, Creek Heathens with us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Uh, Creek Heathens joins us live. Tell us about the uh, social media. How, how's that been for the band? Uh, can Kind of give me some thoughts on social media. Well, we have a website, www.creekheathens.com. We've uh, truly enjoyed just the outreach of any type of social media that we've taken uh, 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 our hat into. Uh, Believe, Dave, do we have our? We have some of our songs on a couple of uh, internet radio stations. Is correct? Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Reverb Nation. And uh, I think we got some airplay on Django and Pandora. That's cool. That's really cool. We try to reach out to everybody and um, get our music out to them. Creek Evans with us today, and uh, we're going to play Redneck Bluegrass Ball. Tell me about this track. 
Bluegrass Mall. Yes, indeed. Uh, Tell me all about it. It's kind of a showcase track for us uh, um, where we kind of talk about just kind of what our groove is, I guess, a little bit. We're all about having a good time, uh, raging until the dawn, and uh, kicking out the good tunes. And that's really what that song is all about. Well, here we go. We're going to play Redneck Bluegrass Ball to Creek Heathens. It's our musical showcase here on this edition of the world-famous Chiggy Check While You Show. Right now... Bring 
whiskey brings them gin. Tonight everybody wins. Smoking and a joking, laughing and a dancing, drinking and a breaking the whole night through. It's a welcome on in, welcome all to a redneck bluegrass ball where you can do what you wanna do. Bring whiskey, bring some gin. Tonight everybody wins. Smoking and a joking. Laughing and a dancing and being a creek heaving the whole night through. Creek Heaving's with us today here on our musical showcase. It is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. And uh, you can get more information on us over there at JiggyJaguar.us. That is the best spot to download our app. And then, of course, we have our brand new network, the Roar Network, RoarRadio.net. And, of course, uh, ah, we'll, we'll leave that for later. We've got uh, Creek Heathens with us today. So uh, you guys are uh, outlaw bluegrass stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get all sorts of nasty Facebook and 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 Twitter and Twitter emails or or, or whatever from uh from from people who are uh, who are not fans of mine but are fans of you guys. Uh, going around the country, what what's been the reaction to your music so far? Either you're gonna love us or you're gonna hate us, man. There's no in between, really. I mean. You know, uh, it depends on divorce, and you don't like cops, and you like to drink, and you've ever woke up crashed drunk in a club, and whose wife you banged with. And dude, I mean, you, if you can't like laugh at that crap, I'm not gonna like, it, man. I mean, we got a phone call from us coming up on our new album. Uh, we we sing murder ballads. I mean, that, that's what we do. My ex-wife, I'm making her famous just because. Uh, you're about her 66-year-old boyfriend, and you know some people really laugh about that. Unless they're 66, and they're like, "Hey, man, are you talking about me in the game? Can you hang in my ex-wife?" So I mean, that starts a whole other like questions, man. So I mean, yeah, um, you know, and we have been banned from one bar in Dubuque, to the best of my knowledge. So far, I think everything else is cool. Just that one bar. Hey, I've, I've, you know, what's funny is I've been banned. From a venue that I think you're playing in Wichita, Kansas. So we have we have something in we have something in common. Um, hey, I'm banned from Facebook right now. I'm in Facebook jail. I'm not bullshit. I'm not, I don't know where Facebook is from. Bullcrap and all that stuff. And so yeah, send me donations. And I don't want snacks or pillows. <laughs> it is uh, Creek Heathens with us today. Tell me about Moonshine. We're gonna play that here in a few moments. Well, that song started off with lyrics, and then we scrapped the lyrics, and then we were just like, how can we like play a song without messing up any lyrics? So we threw in the lyrics and just played the music, and it worked out perfect. Fantastic. Here it is. It's Moonshine. It's the Creek Heathens, and it's here on the World Famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program.
It is the Creek Heathens with us today here on our musical showcase here on the world famous Chiggy Jaguar radio program. As we wrap up here, guys, t- tell me a little bit about uh, where you guys are playing, some different places where people can get a hold of you and uh, all the information. All right, we're going to be playing this Friday at uh, John Bartlett in Wichita. And uh, we'll play with Fast Food Junkie, the famous, famous Let's Travel Dong in that show. Then uh, on the uh, 29th of uh, January, we'll be at uh, the Celtic Fox with a Max Fred band here in Topeka, Kansas. And then uh, we'll be back to the Peabody uh, um, the 18th and 19th of March, I believe. And then we've got some other stuff coming up, man. we got an album to finish. And uh, we, yeah, check out our website, man. We'll have all upcoming shows and all that stuff on there, man. People got all these blogs and crazy stuff like that on there. You can talk to us or just uh, tell us how much you hate us or love us or whatever, man. Uh, um, we're at the Bluegrass Festival every third uh, weekend of September. Uh, check us out there, man, and on the fine time stage and stage five and stage seven and all that crap, man. So, um, I don't know what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's fantastic. We've got the Creek Edens with us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being with us, and uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Yeah, thank you for having us, man. No kidding. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Creek Heathens with us today. We're going to take a time out. And uh, right now, we are going to play uh, Creek Heathens' Life He Leads as we go here on the program. It's a minute report for America. At the Paris Climate Talks, hidden agendas and an increasingly skeptical public confronted those who sought to use faulty and biased data as an excuse to impose leftist social and economic policies on the United States. Congress is largely being left out of President Obama's drive to use international agreements as a way to avoid the legislative process regarding the implementation of his extremist environmental agenda. Examples of his bias include information that the White House has refused to take out ISIS oil fields due to concerns about the environment and his rejection of the Keystone Pipeline. House Committee Chair Lamar Smith notes, the President's plan oftentimes gives control of U.S. energy policy to unelected United Nations officials. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I have no idea. (laughs) 
I love I didn't that. know you were a but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Blake guitar. Jeff. It's a great day, man. Thanks so much for having me on Presenting. I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to a topsy-turvy Friday edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, 23 minutes after the hour. We've got Giannis and Goldson going to join us here in just a few seconds. Coming up also in this hour, we're going to be talking to Richard Kurtz as soon as we're done with Yonison. And in our next hour, Aaron Snyder, Frank Savalto, Michael Murphy, and Jennifer Burke. Our third and final hour for today, Mark Davis, Josh Bernstein, and United States Justice Foundation's Michael Connolly. Download our app at JiggyJaguar.us. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.us. Creek Heathens interview is posted in its entirety on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. We go to the telephones, and Giannis and Goldson with us today, the author of Proverbial Beauty, which is now available. And uh, perhaps the greatest danger to the Constitution is manipulating its words to substantiate predetermined conclusions. By doing so, we violate all sorts of different things. And uh, we basically make the law a spade for digging, and we go to the phones... Rabbi Yannis and Goldson with us today. Rabbi, how are you? I'm great, James. Always good to be with you. Now, this is a uh, interesting topic today. Um, we've had the debates. We've we have all sorts of people talking about the Constitution. We have both sides talking about the Constitution constantly, and it's being debated by you know the general public. First of all, how can we even debate a right that is clearly protected? By the Constitution, and that means any any of the uh, any of the, the the debates that we have, and any of the discussions that we have about various things that are in the Constitution. Yeah, obviously, you have a debate whenever there's some lack of clarity over what exactly it is the Constitution says. And one of the most relevant and, and ongoing topics with respect to that is the Second Amendment. Um, if you read it simply. Uh, at the beginning, you might think that it's pretty obvious. It says, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the common defense or common welfare, uh, the right to bear arms will not be infringed. Well, if it won't be infringed, it shouldn't be infringed, and, and the Constitution clearly protects that. On the other hand, the introductory phrase um, seems to be a qualifying clause. It's the right to, it's the need for a militia uh, on which the right to bear arms depends. So you could say that that was simply the context of the times, and if uh, and since ultimately defense of the country lies in the hands of all citizens, that there is always a right to bear arms, and that would be a legitimate point to hold. Or you could say it was only when there was a need for a militia that the right to bear arms applied, and uh, and therefore now there was no militia anymore. Perhaps that right is not defended, and that could also be a rationally defended position. The problem is we can't go back and ask the framers what they meant, so we have to try and work it out for ourselves. <laughs> you know, if, if it, I wonder if uh, some of these debates and some of these discussions that we have, if we could actually go back and talk to them. 
<laughs> what what uh, a lot of these would just be stopped in their tracks, correct? Absolutely, and and really, uh, that's that's really my point here is that in a way, we can go back and talk to them, and we do that obviously not with a time machine, but by looking at what was written uh, at the time that these rights were being discussed and were being uh, enshrined, if you will in the Bill of Rights. So if you go back and look through the literature of political thought from that times, you find that James Madison, for instance, wrote that a Bill of Rights should more especially comprise a doctrine in favor of the equality of human rights, of the liberty of conscience in matters of religious faith, of speech, of the press, of trial by jury, of the writ of habeas corpus, of the right to keep and bear arms. There you can see in the words of James Madison, James Madison, who was a person of some stature, fifth president of the United States, fourth president of the United States, um, that he doesn't seem to put the right to bear arms, he doesn't seem to make it dependent upon any particular situation. Um, there was a Massachusetts representative by the name of Fisher Ames who wrote the rights of conscience, of bearing arms, of changing the government are declared to be inherent in the people. When you start looking through the language of the, of the great statesmen, of the great jurists, uh, you start to get a picture that they didn't think, in this particular case, they didn't seem to think that the right to bear arms was dependent upon anything. We've got Jonathan Goldson with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking a little bit about uh, the Second Amendment, debating about the Constitution. Um, now, is, is there any type of precedence uh, historically that we can, we can talk about here? Well, this gets into my particular field of es- uh, expertise as a rabbi. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the philosophical questions you might have is, we know that Moses went up on, on Sinai to get, the, to get the tablets, to get the Torah, and he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, you might ask, what took so long? Um, you know, God gives him the tablets, he says, Mazel Tov, he sends him back down, and we're done. Uh, so, according to Jewish tradition, there was an oral law that was given together with the written law. And, and there's actually evidence in Scripture for that. For instance, uh, it says you will slaughter your, your, uh, your animals to eat in the way that I have prescribed. Well, there's no way prescribed. Uh, it must have been something that was given orally. It says you will write these words on your doorpost. Which words? What does that mean to write them on the doorpost? It says uh, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. How? What are you supposed to do? much of the detail of how to keep the law was given orally and was handed down. That's essentially what the Talmud is. The Talmud is a record of the oral tradition that makes it possible to observe the written word of Scripture. So this idea of an oral, in, uh, an oral law, an oral tradition, goes all the way back to the beginning. And in fact, I'm told, not an expert on the subject, but I'm told that Britain, Great Britain actually has an oral constitution and that many points of procedure are actually transmitted uh, orally or transmitted as part, transmitted as part of the, the procedure through which Parliament works, even though it's not formally written down anywhere. We've got Giannis and Goldson joining us today here in a broadcast. Second Amendment, also debating some of the different things in the Constitution and talking about the Constitution.
And uh, Rabbi Goldson's brand new book, Proverbial Beauty, is available. We've got a link to it on our website. You can also buy it through our Amazon link. Um, now, you say that there's more basically at stake in a debate than just gun rights. What do you mean here? It's, it's, a, it's a whole approach to understanding how our system works. And, and it starts with basic knowledge. I don't know, you see the, the video of this fellow. He went on Yale. He went on campus at Yale. He went around and he asked people if they would sign a petition to uh, repeal the First Amendment. And uh, he, he videoed this. He, he, uh, he pixelated out all the faces, not to embarrass anybody, because there was plenty of room for embarrassment. Uh, in an hour, he collected 50 signatures. Now, of course... The First Amendment includes the right to speech, the right to uh, religion, the right to freedom of the press, but it also includes the right to petition. So here he has people signing a petition to repeal the right to petition. Uh, there's a certain uh, there's a certain sad irony in this. So if we don't understand the way our system works, then it's in tremendous jeopardy. And uh, and I think you'll find plenty of people who feel that it really is. Goldson with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking about the Second Amendment, debating the Constitution. Uh, th th there is a lot in the Constitution that seems to have just worked fine for centuries. Um, I'm always reminded of that uh, joke that Dennis Miller um, says from time to time where if you could go back and you could get Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, all these guys from history, bring them back. Put them on a, uh, a, a, a you know a, a B one bomber or a, or a luxury jet, hand them an iPhone and an iPad to play with, and then tell them, hey, we've been running our country with something you guys wrote on a cocktail napkin for about oh I don't know forever. Um, <laughs> they would they would give you all sorts of looks. With that in mind, um, why should we fear that the uh, Constitution is in danger of failing now after it's ran a good it's had a good run and it continues to have a good run one of the most disturbing things in, in my mind uh, this recent supreme court decision on on gay marriage uh, aside from the from the the way the vote went in the in the majority decision written by anthony kennedy uh, he didn't even pretend that there was a basis in law for this he basically said, in so many words, he said, that he simply could not bring himself to deny people that which will make them happy. And that's really a terrifying state of affairs when, when one of those charged with protecting the system that is responsible for our whole system of laws, our whole government, our whole uh, jurisprudence system, that it starts being based on feelings, uh, we're really going over the edge of the cliff if we persist in this line of, of thinking, putting feelings over, over principles and over the, the foundations of, of law uh, and the rule of law. We're, we're in big trouble. Giannis and Goldson with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking about uh, the Second Amendment, also chatting about the Constitution in general. Uh, there, there is a lot uh, to this discussion, and uh, we definitely are going to have to talk more about this in the uh, coming weeks. Uh, how does the principle, basically, of constitutional integrity apply 
to all of us in our daily lives and some of the different things that we do in our daily lives? Well, this, I think, is really the crux of the discussion. It's a topic that really, really, really makes up a large part of, of my book, Proverbial Beauty, that we have to put above everything else a sincere commitment to the values on which this country is built. And, and constitutional integrity means that we don't decide what we want the law to be and then figure out how we're going to get there. Uh, instead, we figure out how does the law work? What is the system that's in place? What are the principles that govern uh, living in a just and a fair and a law-abiding society? And we let those principles guide us. We trust the framers who did such an extraordinary job of setting up this country and setting up this system that it could last for 200 years, but it really is in danger once we start thinking we know better than they did. We know better than the Constitution. What makes us so arrogant that we think we're smarter than they? Because there's plenty of evidence to the contrary. They didn't even trust themselves. That's why they set up, they created a system that would protect the laws and the rights and the privileges of everyone to the greatest extent possible. And, and we have to have a commitment to the system if we're ultimately going to retain the laws that they fought so, fought, fought so hard for us to have. We've got the fabulous, fabulous Jonathan Goldson with us today. And uh, before we let you go, my friend, um, we're going to be in Las Vegas the, uh, <laughs> for the next week. And uh, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be talking with, with some of our show regulars, Randy Sutton, who joins us on our Wednesday show. Uh, there's a gentleman I know that uh, is building a Newsmax television station and wants me to come out and take a look at his setup. But the crux of the reason we are going there <laughs> is because we have been invited to cover the Adult Video News Awards, the Oscars of porn, I guess is what they what they call it. Um <laughs> <laughs> looking at it from you to it <laughs> looking at it from your perspective what the heck should i make of this out there because this this is like a whole nother world out there uh, you're, you're straying somewhat out of my field of experience <laughs> I, I i guess maybe um uh I remember there's an old Doonesbury strip where uh, where Jimmy Carter was running for president. He said, "I've never even been to Washington." He said, "Actually, I went once to pick up a peanut subsidy, but I kept my eyes closed." <laughs> that that so that is perfect. You should take. That is that is that is a perfect strategy. Well, Yonison, we will talk to you in uh, I believe in February, and uh, we will talk to you then, my friend. Have your Very have yourself good. a uh, wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll talk in February. Okay, all the best. Thank you, my friend. Giannis and Goldson with us today. We're going to take a time out, come back with more. It's a hell of a day. Yay, it's a hell of a day. We're going to be talking to Richard Curtis, Strategies PR, coming up in our next segment. Reliable, secure web hosting without the long-term contract. 
GoDaddy's hosting plans are bigger and better than ever with 99% uptime, free 24-7 support, and no annual commitment. Best of all, plans start at $3.99 a month, plus the all-new Metropolis Hosting Community. Get yours by clicking on the banner on JiggyJagwaya.com. And when you get there, enter code POD88 when you check out and save an additional 10% on your web hosting order. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. We have a tremendous new sponsor with us today. Prevent missing kids with whereabouts and underwear TM. Uh, That's right. It's a great new Indiegogo campaign. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. Search Prevent Missing Kids. Let's talk about this. They design and distribute children's GPS apparel to aid in the prevention of missing kids and creating awareness. They built this company from the passion, experience, and education each of us provides. With funding, this company will partner with a large GPS manufacturer to create and distribute underwear brands. Also, they're innovative and discreetly track children's undergarments into stores across the nation. A portion of all proceeds will be returned to the communities through their regular Amber Alert ads on jumbotrons and billboards, as well as supplying free GPS children's apparel to low-income families across the United States. The apparel is unique because of the innovative qualities of the discretion. They won't give out the design secrets, but the GPS inside the underwear is designed to withstand laundering and drying and is so comfortable it won't even be felt. Check it out today online, Indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Prevent missing kids with whereabouts and underwear. Check it out today on Transmedia Worldwide. The hottest EDM music is available right now. Hashtag EDM Music Hub. Check out EDMMusicHub.com. 24-7 stream of the best in EDM, electronic, dance, and more. Check out EDM Music Hub. Press promo is available at Facebook.com slash EDM Music Hub. Check it out today. If you want to submit your music, it's EDM Music Hub at gmail.com. EDM Music Hub. The best in EDM. Listen right now. You can hear the Jiggy Jaguar radio show while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear the Jiggy Jaguar radio show, you have a chance to win some money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. Download it. It's free and it just takes a few seconds. Then during registration, hit the promo code box and enter Jiggy Jaguar. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R to get automatically entered to win 100 bucks. The latest episode of the show will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter the promo code Jiggy Jaguar. J-I-G-G-Y, Jiggy G-U-A-R when you're registered. At Transmedia Worldwide, this is an amazing, amazing new marketing partner. Is your life savings account empty? Have you ever thought about investing but can't afford the minimum deposit? Do you want to help the environment? With the Future Card, you can now have that opportunity to be the first in a breakthrough new investing movement. An incredible winning solution for responsible investing by way of our unique Visa gift card. Clients simply add funds, and in turn, we invest those funds in environmentally and socially responsible companies. We make our clients money while at the same time making our planet a better place for all. Need some fast cash? With 
withdraw your funds or use your future card anywhere Visa is accepted, even at an ATM. Right now, we're giving them away on Indiegogo.com. You also have the chance to win one or two Tesla electric cards. Check it out now at Indiegogo.com slash projects slash the dash future dash card that's i-n-d-i-e-g-o-g-o dot com search the future card and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide this is chris markowski watchdog on wall street and this is your watchdog on wall street money minute it's a democrat out in colorado uh what's name jared polis he said that the house should pass comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway to citizenship for all of the country's illegal immigrants so that they could get on Obamacare. This is the same guy that went ahead and got all sorts of Obamacare exemptions for his very uh, wealthy people at the ski resorts that he happens to represent out there in Colorado. Let me ask you a question, Jared. If people are already getting free health insurance, illegals are already getting free health insurance, they just show up at the hospital, why the hell would they ever turn around and go spend money on it. It's free already, for crying out loud. You think that they're all of a sudden going to sign up for Obamacare and start paying into the system? Something's wrong with you. Honestly, liberals. Watchdogonwallstreet.com. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar radio show on the network. Download our free app in the Android store. It is JiggyJaguar.us as well. And uh, we're going to be talking to Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR here in a few moments. I will be in Las Vegas next week. And uh, we will not be here on uh, most of the week. We are still going to do our iHeartRadio broadcast for Thursday for AM FM 24-7. The the great Chuck Morris has uh, agreed to step in to talk to Dan Dan Perkins and Donald Mazzella, so that should be quite the circus. That'll be fun. That'll be fun listening when I get back. (laughs) Listen to all three of those fight. Uh, We've got Richard Kurtz on the line. Mr. Strategies PR, the political scientist, writer, and carpenter. I love the carpenter part of it, my friend. And, um, what 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 have you built lately, by the way? Since we're since we're gonna go with <laughs> what 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 have you put together lately, Richard? Well, well, well. They say you know everyone wants to build the better mousetrap, and me, I I like building the the better doghouse. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on a design for that. You're working on the design for that. Well, you know. And you don't want to rush into these things. No, you don't. Uh, 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 especially right or, or right coming after the holidays. You don't want to. You don't want to do those things, my friend. Now uh, today we are uh, talking about words to know with Richard. We hear a lot of labels during the political. Just this circus. This is just a circus. This whole season, but uh, so few of us read the labels or really know the meaning of the ingredients that they want to feed us in this champagne that we've got. Richard Kurtz is with us today. He's a wordsmith. He's a as I, as I used to say um, on the old TV show, a cunning linguist. Um, <laughs> he is going to hear to simplify a few terms. What what are the candidates' branding terms, and and what do they mean exactly? What do they really mean, Rich? We keep hearing somebody call somebody a socialist. We keep hearing somebody call somebody a capitalist, and they use them on each other like they're 
baseball bats in a gang war. And I think what the public really needs to know is what the basic word means. Um, so we're going to go with capitalist. We are in a capitalist society economically, and because of that, our political and legal system tends to support capitalism. And what that means is we individually make our wealth, make our money, make our way in the world. We are independent of government daily bread for our housing, for our power. Yes. Um, and and we take responsibility for that. And yes, there's there's a safety net of food stamps, which is which is a good thing. And yes, there's friends and family. But the bottom line is, is uh, you know, you get out and reap, and you might sow something. And some of us have become billionaires, and some of us, you know, get to uh, get to just cut it every month. But nonetheless, it's on us. And a society that supports that tends to support independence. It is where the people own the government. And the government becomes dependent on the people to generate their capital and pay taxes to, to pay for things that government should do. Um, a socialist believes that the government should supply everything. They should fi- supply food. They should supply health care. They should supply jobs. They should supply uh, housing. They should supply everything that your heart's desire should come from the government, and we should be completely dependent on the government for that. What that simply means is that the state is more important than the individual, unlike capitalism, where the individual is more important than the state. Um, That's a very, very important distinction. As people become more dependent on the state, it strengthens the power. And in case you missed that old adage, uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. It's true in every field, including going on to the other side of capitalism. If you let capitalism run rampant and there are no laws and people can do whatever they want to make money, you got problems. If on the other side you become completely dependent on government to supply everything, you got problems. The place to be is in the middle in a capitalistic society with good social responsibility and programs. Yes. And, and then you hear, you know, liberal and conservative. Uh-huh. Those things are so muddled, it's, it's hard to tell one from the other. If you go back a hundred years in history, they were completely reversed. But a conservative generally is somebody who wants to fairly tightly apply the Constitution. <laughs> See, this This is the thing, Richard. And, and this this is, I had this discussion the other night with someone about the fact that George W. Bush ran as a conservative and he spent like a drunken sailor. You had Obama get in there, and he was going to fix all sorts of things, and he was going to do all these these liberal progressive policies, and he clearly is not a progressive. And it becomes a situation where we have 
these three, what, what we're basically getting ready to do in this election cycle, in my opinion, is have three political parties. You're going to have the Trump crowd, which is the conservative, you know, the, and, and he may not be a real conservative, but his, his base is. It is people that, you know, want to see the return of the Constitution and all these things. Then you have the Bernie crowd, which is real progressives, where they're like, we need to, you know, fix the government, fix the country through government. And then you have the business as usual crowd, which is basically Obama and Clinton and everybody else. Um, how, how did this get to this point? Is it money? Is it, what is it, Rich? Okay, if you follow the trail of the money, you always find the truth. Okay. Uh, and, and you can substitute money and power because those are the similar drugs. Uh, Clintons will do anything for money. Obama came from nothing and is going to become a very wealthy, wealthy man when yes. he steps out of the White House and picks up all, all, the, all the U.S. money that he scurried away through some of his programs that his <laughs> friends now owe him. Okay, yes. and, and he can he can come sue me. He's a Harvard lawyer. He can come sue me if he thinks I'm slandering him. <laughs> and uh, and and you know it's all about that. Bernie Sanders is probably an honest socialist. He is living off the public dollar, not doing one productive thing for society for his entire career, and he believes everyone else should be able to do the same thing. Um, and you know, lots of people would like to sit on their couch and munch up and say, okay, did the check get here? Can we go down and pick up the beer and the new TV and the food stamps and the whatever? And, you know, for some people, that's a nice way to live. Some people are very content with that. And Bernie's counting on that. Thank God there aren't enough of them in this country to make him a president. Not but, too. But I think, uh, you know, people are waking up. They're not... They're, they're beginning to catch on to the idea that, that Hillary is a disingenuous individual and that and, and Bernie Sanders is, is a disconnected individual from the reality of the world. <laughs> yes, yes. He really is. Because if you run the whole world this way, the biggest problem with socialism, pure socialism, is sooner or later you run out of other people's money to spend. Because somebody has to generate money in order for them to spend it on everybody else. Or they have to print it, in which case it has no value. And <laughs> sooner or later, uh, that that becomes, <laughs> you know, there are so many bad words for that, but that becomes a uh, uh, a circle that rapidly goes down the drain. Let's just leave it right there. It it cannot exist. Uh, it, it it's completely artificial, you know, because there's no there's no engine to the car, and sooner or later you get to the bottom of the hill. Yes, um, very much so. But I think we have a surprise coming with this election. I think there's going to be enough pressure on the government, and since Obama hates Hillary anyway, they're going to ease her out of this election. And I think Joe Biden's going to jump in at the last minute. I've been hearing that a lot. Yeah, and it just and you know that's going to make it tough. They're going to have to get real serious over there in the Republican group about deciding who they're going to put up and how they're going to support them. Um, uh, Jeb Bush is beginning to look better, but not better enough. Trump is actually beginning to calm down a little bit. Um, uh, Cruz, who I like, and Rubio, who I like a little bit less, um, are just right at the edge of, of getting used to the idea of keeping their feet out of their mouths. 
um, it, it's it. They've got a. They've. I think it would be really an interesting idea if they all started to act like a cabinet, waiting to decide on a president. And I think that would be an astounding push for that party, because when Biden gets in there, he's going to have the right look, and he certainly is a blabbermouth. He's a bobblehead, but he's a blabbermouth. He's, <laughs> he's to, a bobblehead. The big, big sale <laughs> against him is going to be: Can he get out from behind Obama's shadow? Can he stop looking like you know four more years of the of the eight year mess that we've just had? Um, because Hillary would create an entirely different mess for us, but it would still be a, a, a god awful mess. But I, I think I, I think we're, we're we're not yet done seeing surprises in this election cycle. It but is. We have, to know, we have to know the labels. We have to know yes. the words. We have to understand that when the press is throwing them around, and when the candidates are throwing them around, they're just they're just throwing snow. Yes. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. You 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 hit it right on the head, sir. Snowballs and mud balls. <laughs> Richard Kurtz with us today from Strategies PR. He joins us live here on the telephone, talking uh, a little bit about some of the political words. Uh, did you notice many of these being tossed about at the debate last evening? Yeah, a bit, a bit. But I got I got to catch you up on a word that you used, a progressive thing. That's a word that's been hijacked. Because the original progressive was Teddy Roosevelt, and he was anything but a liberal or a Democrat. Yes. Uh, so that's that's a new word. The idea is we're being progressive, so we're going to call ourselves progressives. Well, you're actually being regressive. You just can't sell the word regressive. No one's going to buy that one. You know, it's like saying, buy the moldy bread. You know, we'll give it to you for half price. Uh, nobody really wants the moldy bread. <laughs> so let's call it let's call it natural green special bread. <laughs> and now we can sell it. And people will buy it. That's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> that is that is actually absolutely perfect. Now uh Rich, before we let you go, I know that you're working on the book. Uh any type of news on when that may be out? You know, I, 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 did, I did a bad thing. Um, I've got, uh, I've got a, uh, I, I stopped working on it because my mind went off into the nonfiction book that I was working on that has more to do with my carpentry background, and that's called Fixing America. Uh, and I have to step away from that and finish my novel because otherwise I'll never finish it. I've been working on it for three years. So when's it going to be done? I'm going to say in the next two months I should have that pounded out just in time for us to have um, three new books coming out from the, uh, from the little publishing house we got off the ground here known as Nightstand Press. And we've got three new books that will be coming out. I'll tell you about them in the coming weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, have yourself a wonderful week, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in February, my friend. Well, you have a great time um, expanding your horizons coming up. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm calling it because I'm, 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 I'm treating this as a, uh, as a family-rated channel. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it, sir. I will talk to you soon. Have a good one. You too. Richard Kurtz with us today from Strategies PR. <laughs>
Oh, it's coming up. Aaron Snyder, top of the hour. He is coming up on the big broadcast. We have a tremendous new sponsor with us today, Prevent Missing Kids with Whereabouts and Underwear TM. That's right. It's a great new Indiegogo campaign. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. Search Prevent Missing Kids. Let's talk about this. They design and distribute children's GPS apparel to aid in the prevention of missing kids and creating awareness. They built this company from the passion, experience, and education each of us provides. With funding, this company will partner with a large GPS manufacturer to create and distribute underwear brands. Also, they're innovative and discreetly tracked children's undergarments into stores across the nation. A portion of all proceeds will be returned to the communities through their regular Amber Alert ads on jumbotrons and billboards, as well as supplying free GPS children's apparel to low-income families across the United States. The apparel is unique because of the innovative qualities of the discretion. They won't give out the design secrets, but the GPS inside the underwear is designed to withstand laundering and drying and is so comfortable it won't even be felt. Check it out today online, Indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Prevent missing kids with whereabouts and underwear. Check it out today on Transmedia Worldwide. In a world where reading is dying out, a new champion emerges. Wacky escapades. Parallel universes. Hello, everyone. This is me, Frank Catolo. There's never a dull moment as Frank weaves a tale of a writer making you laugh, chuckle, and learn a bit about life. Pick up License to Scale by Frank Catolo. Now on Amazon for your Kindle. Download the iHeartRadio app to hear us live as live can get. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R. You will hear great bits like this from Barry Farber, legendary conservative talk show host. Makes the difference. But look, man, I got to thank you uh, for giving me this much time, this much respect. You have really made today a great pleasure for me, and I want to thank you for it. Once you've downloaded the iHeartRadio app, search J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R, and listen to all of our past episodes and future episodes of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, all categorized by hour. Well, I, I, well, I just want to say I love what you do, James, but I, I love what you're doing. I love just being a part of what you're what you, sharing information uh, with your listeners. Search J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R on iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. We have a tremendous new sponsor with us today, Prevent Missing Kids with Whereabouts 
an underwear TM. Uh, that's right. It's a great new Indiegogo campaign. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. Search Prevent Missing Kids. Let's talk about this. They design and distribute children's GPS apparel to agent of missing kids. They built this company from the passion, experience, and education each of us provides. With funding, this company will partner with a large GPS manufacturer to create and distribute underwear brands. Also, they're innovative and discreetly tracked children's undergarments in stores across the nation. A portion of all proceeds will be returned to the communities through their regular Amber Alert ads on jumbotrons and billboards, as well as supplying free GPS children's apparel to low-income families across the United States. The apparel is unique because of the innovative qualities of the discretion. They won't give out the design secrets, but the GPS inside the underwear is designed to withstand laundering and drying and is so comfortable it won't even be felt. Check it out today online, Indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Prevent missing kids with whereabouts and underwear. Check it out today on Transmedia Worldwide. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. There are eight items that you should always use a credit card over a debit card when purchasing. First of all, anytime you're shopping online, particularly if you're buying from a smaller, less established company. Airfare flight. Use a credit card because they often have built-in travel protection. Items from small vendors. Again, err on the side of caution and use a credit card. Car rentals. Same situation. Sometimes they offer rental car insurance. A hotel room. Avoid that big deposit that they charge on your debit card by using a credit card. Anytime you're buying something over the phone, it's just like the Internet. Use a credit card. And two other times, products offering warranties, as well as anytime you're, you're buying something that, that I would consider a big-ticket item. Make sure you use a credit card over a debit card. It might cost you some money on interest if you don't pay it off immediately, but it offers a lot of protection if you end up getting a lemon. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investor Minute. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? I want to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy, play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Hour number two kicks off of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, the official brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store at JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live, 24-7 replay, and of course, exclusive news and programming information, including app exclusive shows. We will attempt to do an app exclusive show, and I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada next week for the Adult Video News Awards. We will attempt to do... An app-exclusive show. Oh, boy, is it going to be fun. 
Not just because we're going to be talking to porn stars, but because I'm probably going to pull what's rest the rest of my hair out trying to make sure that we can broadcast exclusively on our app. Uh, six minutes after the top of the hour, Aaron Snyder with us today. He joins us live as he does each and every Friday, talking about some of the different issues of the day. And uh, we've, we're, we're 15 days into the new year, so how are those New Year's resolutions going? It's been two weeks since New Year's. And remember those weight loss goals you had or... Maybe you forgot already, but not to fear. Aaron Stider's with us today, and he's a few tips to get us back on track. First of all, Aaron, um, what is going on with some of these New Year's uh, fitness goals? Why do some of these just fail outright? Well, it comes down to just people just doing too many, too often, too much, trying to accomplish everything that they have ignored for the last year. And the research shows with uh, basically the fitness mindset that if you stick to just make, trying to make one change to your fitness at a time, you've got something like an 80 to 90% chance of being successful. That's if you go after one. But everything you try to add after that, the chances of you being successful go down, down, and down. So forget the laundry list of fitness goals, like you're going to exercise five hours a week when you do zero now, or you're not going to eat any more fast food when every night it's pizza or burgers, or both. I'm not judging. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. It is, Aaron. You have that type of a fitness mindset. Yes. for you. Well, uh, Aaron joins us today. The new diabetes prescription is available on Amazon. It's getting five stars. It's an amazing read. How can we make our fitness goals a reality, sir? Well, sir, we already started about the first topic. you got to pick one weight loss obstacle at a time, diet or exercise, not both. So just pick one. Give up on the other one for right now. Then I want you to think of three specific actions you can take towards that goal every day. Now, here's the thing. They have to be realistic. If your goal is you're going to exercise five times a week for five hours. That's one you know, hour each time but you're not willing to do more than three days a week for 30 minutes each time, then just make your goal three days a week and 30 minutes. So just pick a realistic goal, diet or exercise, and think of three specific actions you can do make towards that goal every day. That's the first step. We've got the fabulous, fabulous uh, Aaron Snyder with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. And, uh, Let's let's talk here about some of these fitness goals. These these are absolutely amazing. Um, once we have those, how do we keep ourselves on track? Next trick is you get a calendar. It can be an electronic calendar. It can be an Excel spreadsheet. It can just be an old-fashioned calendar that came from a dead tree. It's also known as paper. That is fine. What you're going to do is when you wake up in the morning, tell yourself what these three actions are that you're going to take over the day towards your goal. Then at the end of the day, on that calendar, simply mark a yes or a no if you did all those three things. That's it. So you're going to tell yourself what these things are that you're going to be doing in the morning. And in the evening, you're going to simply mark on the calendar a yes or a no if you did those three things. Now, here's the trick. If you can have 27 out of 30 yeses at the end of 30 days, that's a 90% success rate. And you've made it, and these actions are now a habit, and you're going to be leaner for it. It is the fantastic Aaron Snyder. He joins us today, 10 minutes after the hour, joining us live here on iHeartRadio. And tune in as well, talking about fitness goals. And uh, the New Year's resolutions are 
basically going, 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 and maybe gone at this point. However, uh, we've, we basically have, a, from what I've always thought, is like a monthly, uh, I always do things on a monthly look. Um, what do we have once we've made it at least 27 out of these 30 days successfully? Well, you know, that's the exact same thing. Is this is your monthly look back. So you do one of two things. Let's say you did succeed. If you did, that's great. Then you can expand your goal. So say that the goal is uh, 30 minutes of exercise three days a week. Now you can try to make it for an hour for these three days. Or you can try to expand to five days a week for 30 minutes. Whatever you want to jump from, from there once you succeeded. If you didn't succeed, you've got two choices. You can either, if you're closed, if you think you can, you can now hack it, go through another 30 days. See if you can make it, uh, you know, make it those 30 days or at least 27 out of them. Or what you can do is maybe you need to scale back. Maybe you just weren't realistic at first. But the bottom line is, like you said, have that look back and then either increase or decrease depending on how successful you were. It is Aaron Snyder. He joins us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, and, of course, Radio Loyalty, 11 minutes after the hour. And we're going to be going to Frank Savalto here in a few moments. He is our... Uh, New Media Journal guy, and I just heard him there on the old Skype Rooney pop in. Uh, where can we go for more information, my friend, and get these good fitness goals and how to tackle them? Well, if you go over to Ultimate Weight Loss RX in our club, we screen everybody's worst fitness habits and then identify the top three, three goals for them that they should be working on. So that's a very fast and easy way to progressively get more fit, thus spending a lot of time or money. Now, uh, how's the book doing, my friend? And are you working on uh, anything new in, in the realm of the books? We are, in fact, for 2016, working on something interesting. We are working on a on what would be a comic book for kids with diabetes. That was, sounds uh, really cool. Comic, yeah, I was approached by somebody at Comic-Con who wanted me to do that, so I wrote it up, and we have a few artists who are interesting to write for us, so I will be... Uh, certainly sharing more information for you on that in the future that's really cool my friend because i i know that uh that is that is something that uh is is needed especially in uh, in this marketplace and uh comic books are appeal that they, they appeal to pretty much everybody young old the whole nine yards. So, oh, yeah. so that's that's I see awesome. Every X Men movie there is. <laughs> Avengers, I don't care. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> You're there. You're there, baby. <laughs> yeah, give me one with an alien with diabetes. Sure, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, Aaron. Well, have yourself a uh, wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you here in a couple weeks, my friend. Okay, you have a great weekend too. Good Appreciate it. Week. Definitely. Thank you, Bye. man. Aaron Snyder with us today. He joins us live. Frank Savalto coming up. Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download the Stitcher app to hear the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, you have a chance to win some money. You get one chance to win, but a lifetime of amazing shows to hear whenever you want. So you still win. It was just awarded the best app award ever. 
other awards included the 2009 Webby, PC Magazine, 2009 Best Pre-Apps. Listen to us on your IP phone and your Android phone and tablets. Stitcher Smart Radio for your phone. Go to Stitcher.com to download it free today. Got Stitcher? We're on it, so get it. Stitcher is an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio for your smartphone. Then during registration, hit the promo box and enter Jiggy Jaguar to get automatically entered to win 100 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code Jiggy Jaguar when you register. Barbecue. How do you barbecue? Grill or smoke or even use your oven? There's one sure way to make it great every time, all the time. Jordan's Juice Barbecue Sauce. Jordan's is a unique blend of seasoning. It doesn't mask the flavor of the food. Jordan's enhances the taste of not just any meats. It makes a great dip. Drizzle it on vegetables, hash browns, and eggs. Jordan's Juice Barbecue Sauce comes in mild, medium, and hot. Find it on the web at jordanproductions.net or just Google Jordan's Juice. Go on. Juice it up with Jordan's. Go like us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Jiggy Jaguar Show. In a world where reading is dying out, a new champion emerges. Wacky escapades. Parallel universes. Hello, everyone. This is me, Frank Catolo. There's never a dull moment as Frank weaves a tale of a writer making you laugh, chuckle, and learn a bit about life. Pick up License to Scale by Frank Catolo. Now on Amazon for your Kindle. Talk Radio wants you. An intimate guide to 700 shows and how to get invited. Hot off the press from McFarland and Company takes the guesswork out of contacting a radio host. Never before has a book included the show's theme, guest criteria, and best method of contact. Or looked inside the host's head for the best and worst guests and why some guests are invited back. The book is $75 and available from the publisher at 800 253-2187. That's 800-253-2187. Or online at McFarlandPub.com. That's McFarlandPub.com. Welcome to the Racing to Success Minute with Nadine Lajman. Taking good habit. It's not easy to do. But that is what makes people successful. What I recommend you to do is for the next year, every quarter, you are just taking one habit that you don't like or can be improved, and you are working on that habit for 21 days. If you are procrastinating, maybe your habit should be to every morning to make a list of five things you need to do right away and you just do it within the next hour. That will stop the procrastination habit that you have inside yourself. Any habit can be changed and hopefully you can change four habits within the next four quarters. This is Nadine at NadineRacing.com. One of 700 radio show hosts included in the book, Talk Radio Wants You. This is the Jaguar Radio Program.
Did you know that a growing number of scientists are changing their minds about evolution? This is the Creation Moments Minute. The world-famous astronomer Sir Fred Hoyle announced that there is so much information within higher forms of life that they could not have evolved. He also said he could not understand why so many biologists deny this obvious fact and accept evolution. Then there's Dr. Colin Patterson, head of paleontology at the British Museum. He admitted at the American Museum of Natural History that he knew nothing about evolution that was true. After asking other scientists if they could name one thing about evolution that was true, silence was the usual answer. Dr. Patterson called the evolutionary theory anti-knowledge. He especially faulted those who say evolution is a fact, yet admit they don't know how it works. Truly, evolutionary theory is the great modern creation myth. For the Creation Moments Minute, I'm Darren Martin.
Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. He's realizing Jiggy Jaguar is better than me. So I'm totally serious about that, too. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar. Welcome back to our big program. We are live each and every Sunday afternoon, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. Also, Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 Central. And uh, trying to grab all my nonsense here. It is the, uh, <laughs> it's the world famous Jiggy. I, had, I literally had a piece of paper just get stuck to the computer screen. Fantastic. Uh, we are live as live can get, as I mentioned, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, 1 to 4 Mountain Standard, each and every Monday through Friday, and also the Sunday radio program on RadioZenu.com, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. Selected editions will appear on the iHeartRadio app and 50-plus AM FM stations in the big network, along with your telephone number, 267-22-JI-GGY. On-demand, commercial-free podcast, $5 a month from our website. It's red-linked on the homepage at JiggyJaguar.com. And uh, download our brand-new Droid app, at JiggyJaguar.us. Cree Keaton's with us today. They are a musical showcase, and uh, they are basically a bluegrass band from Topeka, Kansas, an outlaw trash grass band from Topeka, and they've got some influences of bluegrass. When we go to the telephones. We've got Cree Keaton's on the line. How are you? Doing real good. How are you doing Pretty good, actually. Talk to us a little bit about Creek Heathens. Uh, th- th- this is an incredible band. I know that uh, we've been getting emails like crazy from people who are just uh, gaga for you guys. Tell me a little bit about the band. Well, uh, man, we uh, come out to Topeka, Kansas. We got um, a lot of influence out of like Split Lip, Rayfield, and Dead Man Flash, people like them, man. Um, Mountain Sprouts definitely a big influence in our band, and uh, we try to push the envelope with everything that we do. Now, uh, how did how did the Creek Heathens get started? Um, it was a really strange ordeal, man. Some friends of ours, we all got hooked up together, and um, and uh, it ended up starting out like this weird band that was not what we wanted to do. We all were on like those bluegrass. Uh, we were on the same bluegrass page, and then all of a sudden uh, we decided to bust away from what we were doing, and we started this band. And uh, it's, it's, it's had our ups and downs, man. We've a lot to make sure that we've got to where we're at right now. Um, we've got a very rigid kind of uh, appeal, and uh, we really like to just make your earballs bleed. <laughs> We've got uh, Creek Heathens with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Uh, Creek Heathens joins us live. Tell us about the uh, social media. How, how's that been for the band? Uh, can kind of give me some thoughts on social media. Well, we have a website, www.creekheathens.com. Um, We've uh, truly enjoyed just the outreach of any type of social media that we've taken uh, 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 our hat into. Uh, believe Dave, do we have our we have some of our songs on a couple of uh, internet radio stations? Is this correct? Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Okay, we are going to go to Frank Savalto. I had an emergency uh, deal there that I just could not get out of. So we are going to go to him. We're going to try to connect with him and see if we can get him on the horn. Uh, 
Christ. Maybe. You've reached 630 oh! Please leave a short message. There he is. There he is. <laughs> oh my god, it's a circus around here. It's like the, the 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 final day before I go to Vegas for this adult video news award shenanigans. And uh I got every every, every guy calling me and it's like you got to calm down. <laughs> it's I, a Friday. I, I get it. You're distracted by the midget's nipple clips. I exactly. Get it. It's it. You gotta calm down, kids. Um, Frank Savalto with us today. New Media Journal. Twenty-seven minutes after the hour, we're gonna go to Michael Murphy uh, here in a few moments. We may hold Mr. Savalto over for a second segment just so we can uh, dig into these debates with the Mr. Murphy. But um, what what was what was some of the uh, Big issues this week, besides these debates, and besides uh, the, I guess one of the big issues was this Iranian situation, which I immediately looked at that and went, "Oh, I remember the last time that an I that the uh, Iranians took hostages." Oh yeah, and I'm like, "Here we go again." <laughs> this this was a very big thing, and it, it literally showed just how spineless this administration is, because when warships. Uh, even smaller warships, part of a group of, a, of an aircraft carrier task force, get not only boarded and searched, but the crews get taken at gunpoint, and, and we do nothing but apologize. I, I want people to think back to the 1980s when the same regime was in power in Iran. Yes. These are people who overthrew a government to install a radically Islamist regime. Yes. What would have happened in, in, in the 80s if they would have done that? They wouldn't have dared come on the boats because the aircraft carriers would have launched and sunk them. <laughs> you are correct, you know, sir. That, that's just the way it is. Today we're capitulating to the Iranians on, on, on everything. You know, so what did we do? We, we apologized and said, hey, no harm, no foul. Well, you know, when it comes to drawing the battle lines in the Middle East and, and the Iranians not only rattling their sabers but now bearing their swords, this doesn't bode well for trying to stay away from a global conflict. It is Frank Savalto. He's with us today. New Media Journal, 29 minutes after the hour. We're going to get uh, into it with the debates here in a few moments. We're going to bring Michael Murphy in uh, to uh, get get his libertarian perspective on things along with our good friend Frank Savalto. Now, um, Frank, what, what did you make of uh, the response from, from folks like Donald Trump and some of these others who uh, just went after Obama? Um, the one thing I thought was a little strange about Trump, and maybe it was just because... It's the there's way the, a, there's a lot of little stuff. Well, yes, so. yes, but but I mean, he he attacks Obama after the hostages have already been released. I'm like, why couldn't you have done this earlier when it would have looked like a good political strategy? <laughs> and and you can't really say that he didn't get the media time book. Exactly. To do that. <laughs> you know, the guy, the guy is constantly on television, whether it's on Sesame Street or MSNBC. Wait a minute, that's the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. You know. Oh, and we and we've got to talk about. Well, whole, I, I I want to go with that before we go to big big Eddie, <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> this whole thing with, you know. There was uh, Rush Limbaugh was talking about uh, an article that was that was posted either Washington Times or New York Post a couple days ago about these Republican donors have recently realized they've wasted a lot of their money, and no. uh, <laughs> it's like they've thrown all this money at guys like Jeb 
who just can't move the meter. Uh, he had, yeah, he had a stumble it. mumble moment uh, throughout the debates last night. The guy, he stuttered more than than one of the that cartoon character on the the Cosby Kids. Yes, you know, yes, the, the, who you could never understand. Yeah. You know, and for somebody yes. who wants to be president, who's been in the limelight as much as he has, that's a bad performance. <laughs> you know, so I, I, wasting money, and, and you need to blame this all on Jeb. And I know people may think I'm being unfair, but I'm I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He's, he started this whole presidential race in the Republican side almost six months before we traditionally start, with the idea that. I've got the money to outlast everybody else, so it doesn't really matter how I perform. I'll, I'll outlast them because I have the financial wherewithal to do so. Well, yes. enter Donald Trump, who says, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll fly my own plane. I, who cares? I don't need to get donors to do this. So now he's in trouble because he's feeling pressure. He's not the anointed one. Now, granted, today... Um, you know, the ever popular Lindsey Graham came out and, and endorsed Jeb Bush, which maybe we should get him en- enough donations to cover that cafe latte at that at Starbucks that he got this afternoon. Yes. But he's, you know, Jeb's got to start looking at this saying, if I don't see a bump into the double digits soon, do I want to keep wasting this money? And it's not his money that I'm worried about him wasting. He can waste all the money he wants that's his own. <laughs> it, it's yes. people who are going to be donating to the Republican or the conservative cause come election time who won't have those dollars to spare because they already spent them on somebody who couldn't perform. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 kind of like uh, the, the old Seinfeld uh, deal with Elaine in the restroom where she's like, I don't have a square to spare. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The Republican donors don't have squares to spare. And, and when somebody is not cognizant of that and aware of that and compassionate enough about that, you, you've got to take into consideration whether or not they actually have pulsed on what's really happening out here. It is uh, Frank Savalto, New Media Journal. We are going to attempt here, and uh, uh, via the old uh, Skype Rooney here, we are uh, we are going. <laughs> People just hate it when I call it the Skype Rooney. I don't know why, but they do, and that's one, fine. <laughs> one day, one day we'll find a better system. But until then, whip that's, the gerbil, man. That, that you know, you are correct on that, sir. Uh, we are going to attempt to get uh, Frank Savalto in here. Uh, with our good friend Mr. Uh, Michael Murphy, and we're going to see if we can do this old the the the, the old conference call, as they say. I I, I just I, I love the uh, technology, and I love doing all this stuff on the fly. What what is this? Skype oh, Sky, yeah. Skype is like well, you know, you need to you need to pick a country. Uh, I don't want to. I want to pick a country. That's right. <laughs> I want, oh, as Steely Dan would say, I'm a third world man. That's right. That is awesome. <laughs> We're going to see if uh, Mr. Michael picks the phone up here. We'll see. Your current call will be put on hold. No, add them to the group. That's what you do. I probably won't get him. I'll end up getting someone else or... It won't work. There's Michael. There he is. Holy smokes, it worked. Hey. Skype worked. We've got... Uh, oh. 
<laughs> we've got Frank Sabalto from uh, the New Media Journal today. We've also got Michael Murphy, and I wanted to get both of your guys' reactions. I've got I've, I, on this uh, debate that took place. Uh, Michael, I want to start with you because, uh, as I've always said on this program, you're the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> Which you always laugh at. It's like... <laughs> It's like an ominous, like an ominous tone. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, I didn't. I'll tell you what. Actually, I was on the road last night, and I listened to some of it on the radio. Did not get to hear all of it. Um, but um, uh, I, you listen to these people talk about the, you know, the deal between Trump and Cruz and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Why are we talking about stuff like this? We've got problems in this country. <laughs> well, that too. And this, uh, th- 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 this is the thing. I, I, I don't know why the, uh, the, the, the media loves to, they, they, they do these debates and then it's like, well, the next day, everybody and the brother's going to talk about them. And it's, and it's, yeah, but- and it's Beck, Rush, Hannity, Levin, Savage. They, and it's like, oh my God. If yeah, I listened, to, if I listened to Rush at noon, I don't need Savage, Levin, Hannity, and Beck to talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know the, the the thing to me, the the deal about the the New York thing and all like that. Uh, you know that that was apples and oranges. You know Trump got all indignant about it and everything, but that's not what he was referring to. Everybody knows what Cruz was referring to. I mean, New York he elected a communist mayor for crying out loud. Just because William F. Buckley happened to come from New York at one time, out of all those millions of people, you know, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Frank, kind of crazy. Yeah, Frank. New York, New York gave us David Dinkins. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's it's all it's all kind of crazy. I what made it especially crazy is where I was last night. I was at a Tenth Amendment uh, event. Where we were talking uh, Constitution and states' rights. <laughs> wow! So, so listening to the uh, so listening to the to the uh, debate on the way home as I as I'm driving on the radio, uh, I'm just going. These guys all nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. <laughs> See yeah, this. this is- this this whole thing, this debate, yes. and we've I've said this before, and I'm just going to keep saying it because they're not debates; they're over glorified press conferences. And, right. and, I'm, and I'm morphing beyond this to say that they're they're really a panel of that whole thing that centers on the Hunger Games, where, where the guy invites <laughs> the people in and and everybody applauds and they try to get the emotions going and he asks loaded questions. Uh, that, that whole scene. That's what we're going through with this debate process. This is a a twentieth century, twenty first century version of the Hunger Games in a political arena. There's, there's nothing. We learn nothing from these debates, and it's all for the talk shows and the talking heads. It's fodder for them, so they can have something to talk about for the next seventy-two hours. And then you have to go, and you have to go fact check everything afterwards because when one one person says something about another, you go, "Well, is that true?" And then somebody (laughs) says, "No, that's not what's right." I here's the way it is. We have to check out and see if that's true, and you spend all your time fact checking everything, and and. uh, you don't really learn that much, you know. And this is this is why Debbie Wasserman Schultz can actually exist as the DNC chairwoman because it doesn't matter what she says; they're all laughing at the fact that we've got a circle with loaded weapons and we're shooting them. 
Yeah. This is this is dumb. <laughs> Everybody on that stage should be talking about their platforms, not juxtaposed to each other. Let the people decide which which way they want to go. But juxtaposed to the opposing party. And and they're not doing that. This is all a media show and and you know, a lot of people I get a lot of hate mail for this, but Trump is the, is is the lead instigator on all this. If I hear about his poll numbers one more freaking time, which I don't care about by the way cuz not one vote has been cast, you know, do I want the we media picking my in, guy? We don't live in a democracy either. No, no, we don't. We live no. in a constitutional <laughs> republic and I'd like the Republicans to start saying that. Exactly. <laughs> We've got Michael Murphy with us today, best-selling author. Of course, Frank Savalto from the New Media Journal. We're uh, talking about the debates. We were uh, also, before we got Michael on, talking about this Iranian uh, hostage situation that ended fairly quickly. Um, Michael, what, what, what do you think about this? This this seems to be, I like I told Frank earlier, I thought, uh-oh, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> and then... Uh, Shortly we after, boom, they released him. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, we're not getting all the story off this deal either, because if you look at a map and you run from Kuwait to Bahrain, that island is kind of out of the way. So, I mean, uh. if, if, if they had a problem, we've got two boats. One of them maybe had a problem. Uh, wouldn't they, like, throw a rope to it, you know, like, and keep it from, you know, floating into enemy, enemy territory, so to speak? Um, I, yeah, you know, this is not this is this is not just on face value the way it seems. I mean, I think what I think happened, you know, because what about three days before that, they fired some missiles off the bow of, of like the Harry S. Truman, yeah, uh, just kind of showing whatever uh, we you know we can do it. You're not going to do anything about it, kind of a thing. And I think this was just more of that. They, these guys are going out there like that, and they come flying in there and and got them because. All you got to do is think about the fact that these boats got, have radar. They both have GPS systems, stuff like that. They didn't get lost. They got multiple GPS. They didn't get lost. They're armed. Uh, this they got you know picked up by by Iranian another Iranian boat or boats. Those boats didn't just vaporize and show up right there. They had to come in on them. They had to know they're coming. What happened? Did they did they did they announce? Hey, we've got enemy enemy craft inbound. What do we do? Uh, were they told to stand down? Were they told to, what were they told? We don't know. Yeah, and there's, and two two other points to the story, and I agree wholeheartedly. That we are not getting the full story, and and there's more to it than than meets the eye. Yes, is a uh, maritime law. It states that if there's a vessel in distress, whether it's a war vessel, private vessel, or public vessel, is supposed to be aided, not captured. Right. So, so, so that's something that needs to be addressed. But at where these boats were found and where that island was doesn't facilitate the theory of being fifty miles off course either. If you look at a map, right? You know, so yeah, no, the, the the story's not working. Yeah, they're, they're they're giving us they're giving us two and two and telling us we've got eighteen. And, uh, <laughs> and so it, it's okay. Eighteen's a good number. So everybody everybody's happy because eighteen's a happy number. You <laughs> it's, know, an, but, it's an even number. <laughs> That's common core half, everybody. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Now, now, uh, Michael, what was what was some of the things that was discussed at your at your meeting last night that you attended? Because that that sounds very inter- interesting and entertaining. Well, we I'm had, sure it was. We had uh, Trevor Loudon, uh, who is from New Zealand and has written a number of books. He's actually doing a documentary called "The Enemy Within," talking about the uh, 
the known uh, socialists and communists that are working within, I mean, we're talking elected, elected officials who, who have ties to the Communist Party stuff, who are doing stuff inside, um, ties with, with union and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we had um, uh, Chris Kobach spoke to us. Uh, Chris had a cold. He wasn't able to speak for very long, but he, he spoke about Kansas, what Kansas is doing in relation to uh, uh, you know voter, voter ID and, and uh, immigration and and uh, things like that. Uh, and then uh, Chris Ann's husband actually spoke for a little bit. Uh, kind of, you know, he's a former pastor, and he gave uh, uh, kind of a biblical um, look at, uh, you know, the right to self-defense and things like that. Uh, then he, and also, uh, you know, civil disobedience, uh, those sorts of things. And then uh, Chris Ann got up and, and did her normal good, good job of speaking about uh, states' rights and the Constitution, what the Constitution says, where we've departed from it, and uh, what what we need to do. And so it was very it was uh, it was a very good evening. Well, uh, what did did you learn anything, my friend, that that you didn't already know going into this? Actually, I did learn a couple of things. Um, I learned some stuff uh, from some of the. Uh, there were some quotes from some of the early uh, founders and all like that in relation to local governments and stuff like that that I, I learned a little bit about. I, I took some notes. I don't have them right here on me. But uh, uh, most of what I heard, you know, of course, I already knew. Uh, it's sort of a refresher course. But, uh, uh, no, it, it, was, uh, it was very good. Uh, the key, the, the big key to the thing is, and like Chris Ann said, and I've known it all along, we are not going to save the republic by electing the right president in November. One yeah. man, one man cannot do it. We have a systematic failure of um, the people holding the states accountable and the states holding the federal government accountable to the enumerated powers. And until until something happens and they start doing that, nothing's really going to change. Now we can take a we can take a guy who can come in and he can say, okay, well we're going to start working on doing stuff and getting rid of Department of Education and this that and the other and and get rid of the Fed or whatever you want to do, you know. Uh, that's some systematic stuff that's going to have to ultimately be done, but one person can't do that. And most of that stuff is done by statute, so you're going to have to to build a fire under the under the Congress to do to take action. Uh, there are some things the states are going to have to do. That's why I support the Article Five uh, efforts. So there's there's just there's a number of things that can and should be done, but sitting around waiting for election time to throw your to throw your vote isn't it, Michael? Uh... Is is he right, basically? Because it seems to me that that he is. Because it, it's not going to be just one guy. You just can't elect one guy, and he's going to no. fix the whole damn thing. No, that's right. And you can. I think you can elect the, the wrong guy and make it a lot worse. But it's it's you're not going <laughs> to elect the right guy and make it all better. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there's and this is where the rubber meets the road. People who blindly pay attention to politics. <laughs> Uh, yep. at the last minute before the election, believe the promises that are made by presidential candidates, and 99 times out of 100, they can facilitate uh, resolution of those promises. They're hamstrung by Congress, and Congress doesn't want to really see anything change because, as you can see with people like Mitch McConnell and, and Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid, they walk in and they, and they walk into a 100K-plus-a-year job and walk out millionaires, and that's for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so when you know people are talking about Article Five, I'd like to remind everybody that a, a a great step towards achieving fidelity to the Tenth Amendment is to repeal the Seventeenth. 
Absolutely. If we, if we can get senators, again, appointed by the state legislators instead of directly elected so that they're held accountable by the state legislators and able to be recalled, all of a sudden the national politics doesn't matter in the Senate chamber anymore. That's right. And that was, and, and like you said, that was the original intent, was that the, the House is representatives of the people and the Senate was representatives of, of the states. Exactly. Yes, and and this and that's where when with the progressives' movement towards the achievement of the Seventeenth Amendment, they literally destroyed the check and balance and and gave the states just got shortchanged and and they're bare naked, pretty much. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you being with us today. Frank Savalto from the New Media Journal. Of course, uh, Mr. Michael Murphy from uh, michaelmurphybooks.com. And, uh, gentlemen, have yourself a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you in February when I get back from Las Vegas with all the, this uh, craziness of the Adult Video News Awards out there. You, you, make, you make sure you take your bond card. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will. Well, gentlemen, have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, the good old, good old politistic herself, Jennifer Burke, on the line. We're going to take a 60-second timeout. Be back with more. Here's Heather Wagonhalls. The Social Security Administration reports that women who reach age 65 can expect to live on average 21 years more. Add the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education's prediction that 7 of 10 boomer women will outlive their husbands by 15 to 20 years and you need careful planning. Prepare by using the following advice for single women in retirement. Stay flexible. If you receive a life insurance disbursement, put it in a money market fund rather than a certificate of deposit for quicker access. Develop a plan to deal with bills. If you weren't the family's CFO when your husband was alive, you may need a crash course in personal finance. Set up a bill pay system and address financial issues in an orderly fashion. Now that your life has changed drastically, your budget will too. Track every penny you spend and create a new budget for your new life, then stick to it. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Hi, this is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks, and it's time to take a 60-second break and make you... No. <laughs> that is... The computer skipped it over. No. It is a world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. Jennifer Burke from Politistics is going to be with us here in a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. Facebook.com slash the Cheeky Jaguar. And we go to the telephones, and uh, I believe we have Jennifer on the line. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I am on the line. Now, uh, let's talk about this debate that happened last night. Uh, From your perspective, who won, who lost? And who needs to just get the hell out of the way and let the let the people with talent talk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, from my perspective, I think I think Ted Cruz won the night. I mean, in the first hour, you know, some you could say the the parting shot that Rubio tried to give him towards the end just just came a, a little late. And actually, if you know anything about Rubio, he was could have been talking about himself in many fronts. But I think Ted Cruz handled the birtherism and the ridiculous. Uh, expose on him borrowing money when he was running against a man worth $200 million who, who loaned $25 million to his whole campaign was ludicrous. I thought he handled that brilliantly. Uh, I thought the losers on the main stage were Bush and Kasich because, <laughs> Jiggy, seriously, <laughs> I looked at my husband when the debate ended and I said, did Bush and Kasich deliver closing remarks? I didn't <laughs> he didn't notice they were yeah. there. <laughs> I, it was just that <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, you know, and then and then the, the the happy hour debate just needs to go away. It just needs to go away. Uh, and that debate, though, since it existed, I think Carla Fiorina won the night there, and I think Rick Santorum was the loser in that one. I just don't understand why they continue to have this debate. Is it because those the people that are involved in that just won't leave? <laughs> Is that yeah, what it comes down leave. to? No, when you're, Rick, Rick Santorum has literally been on the happy hour kitty stage since the beginning, catch a clue and get out of the race. It really is ridiculous. And, and it makes you wonder, are they in the race because, you know, they you raise money just because they want to raise money? I, I don't even understand. I forget Rick Santorum is running for president until there's a debate. And I see, have to see him. <laughs> see, that's, that's the thing. And that's that's what I think is, is the issue, is that, you know, you, you don't want to have a situation where, where, where you have the... Um, the network or whoever is sponsoring the debate dictating who should run, who shouldn't. But at the same time, you should look at it from the standpoint of, okay, we can't have 35 people on the stage. It's just not going to happen. Do you remember that debate years ago? I don't even remember what year it was. It's when the rent was too, when the rent is too damn high guy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That, or, or Governor of New York, that, that whole thing was just a mess. They had like, they had like, they had like stadium, they had like stadium seating for everyone because there was so many damn people on the stage. Yeah, it was like I, I risers. Mean, it was like, it was like going to, 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 to a fifth grade, uh, Christmas choir thing. <laughs> uh, they're all on risers. <laughs> and I always think back to that debate. When, you know, especially at the beginning when we had, what, 19 people running for uh, the GOP uh, nomination, I think back to that debate going, come on, people, let's, let's have some higher standards. I mean, polling at 1% and, and you got to be on the main stage at some point is a little ludicrous. That, you're, you're right. And uh, we've got Jennifer Burke with us today from Politistic. She joins us live 52 minutes after the hour. Something else I want to get your thoughts on, which is sort of a, a, a breaking news story today, is that Walmart is being forced to shut down 269 stores. They are firing 16,000 people as profits plunge. Uh, the underperforming stores worldwide are forcing 16,000 associates affected by the closures out of work if they can't be transferred to nearby stores. Uh, 154 stores in the North and the U.S., 115 in Latin America, including all 102 Walmart Express locations, which haven't been profitable since they started, will shutter their doors for good as the company works to invest more money in e-commerce activities, wage growth for store employees, uh, reports the Wall Street Journal. What do you what do you think of this? Is this is this basically people are going other places or doing other shopping online or is it the oh, fact that Walmart is just too damn huge I it could, could be a combination of both but you know one yeah. thing after after years of, of the left ridicule criticizing and attacking Walmart you know but the evil conglomerate Walmart they always you know talk about how bad they were now they'll be upset that they're having to close some stores and you know, fire employees <laughs> yeah they're not financially viable and, yeah, I think, you know, Amazon.com has changed the way people shop. I was just telling a friend of mine this morning about the amazing customer service, and I can tell you what, one thing that, to me, really sets Amazon apart, and I hope Walmart follows their lead if they're going the e-commerce side, 
is when I c- talk to somebody from customer service, I don't believe, I don't think I'm talking to anyone from India because I never get anyone with an accent that sounds like they're from India. I'm talking to someone that's in America, at least it sounds sounds like it to me, yep. and they deliver excellent customer service. They, they do follow up. If they tell me, I'm going to follow up and make sure that you receive that package, you know, since the, the delivery guy delivered it to the wrong place, they do call me and follow up. And, and the fact that they give you multiple methods to contact someone, email, chat, or phone call, you don't have to call in and listen to a phone tree and then finally get someone who you can't even understand what they're saying. Exactly. They, they've changed the way people shop. It is absolutely amazing. We've got Jennifer Burke with us today, 55 minutes after the hour. And uh, give me your thoughts on this Iranian hostage crisis that was not really much of a hostage crisis uh, Michael Murphy, Frank Savalto previously said that uh, they don't think a lot of the story has quite come out yet. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Well, you know, I, I was reading earlier that, of course, Obama is saying, you know, they rescued our soldiers, our, our sailors. They didn't, they didn't capture them. And Iran is saying, we captured them. And when you see pictures of American sailors nailing, uh, kneeling on their knees with their hands behind their heads, and I don't know if you saw the video of the one guy, and apparently this is against the whole Geneva Convention, uh, saying an apology. The face of the guy behind yes. him, I think, said it all. Said it all. And that they made the woman, the one woman, wear a hijab yep. and everything, just, uh, yep. just demoralizing them. So uh, I don't believe, you know, the Obama administration has lied to us enough. If, if, Iran, if Iran says we captured them, they captured them. This Just like the guy that shot the police officer... In Philadelphia, he said, I shot him in the name of Islam. I don't care what the mayor of Philadelphia said. If that's what he said, he did it. He knows why he did it. So it's like they're trying to follow the Philadelphia mayor's lead and actually change the story from what the person who actually did the capturing said. We've got the fabulous Jennifer Burke with us today from Politistic. What do you guys have up on the website this weekend that people can browse? Are you there? I yes, you yes, yes. I, I was, I was, I was, I was asking what you guys have on the website this weekend. Well, you know, one thing that we just put up that my husband Matthew wrote because um, we run the site together uh, along with a few other people. But you know, Andrew Cuomo is trying to go after Ted Cruz, demanding an apology for the whole New York values thing, which Cruz is really just uh, parroting Trump. It's, it's what Trump said about himself in 1999. But Mar. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is, is, is demanding uh, an apology and everything. Um, he must have forgotten that not too long ago he said, if you're an extreme conservative, if you believe in the Second Amendment, if you do not support homosexual marriage, if you are not pro-death, then you are not welcome in this state. You do not share our values. Have it right there. Wow. You know, everyone needs it. He, he said it himself, and now he wants to try to attack Ted Cruz he needs to go watch that video himself to remind himself of how unwelcoming he was to, to conservatives. It is the fantastic Jennifer Burke, and uh, we will talk to you in February when I get back from Las Vegas. And uh, I appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you, my friend. All right. Have a good trip. Definitely. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. Dot, 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 Top of the hour, Mark Davis is going to be calling in. We're going to be talking to a uh, plastic surgeon app developer in our next hour as well. 
Josh Bernstein, United States Justice Foundation as well. Coming back. Hour number three coming up. At Transmedia Worldwide, this is an amazing, amazing new marketing partner. Is your life savings account empty? Have you ever thought about investing but can't afford the minimum deposit? Do you want to help the environment? With the Future Card, you can now have that opportunity to be the first in a breakthrough new investing movement. An incredible winning solution for responsible investing by way of our unique Visa gift card. Clients simply add funds, and in turn, we invest those funds in environmentally and socially responsible companies. We make our clients money while at the same time making our planet a better place for all. Need some fast cash? Withdraw your funds or use your future card anywhere Visa is accepted, even at an ATM. Right now, we're giving them away on Indiegogo.com. You also have the chance to win one or two Tesla electric cards. Check it out now at Indiegogo.com slash projects slash the dash future dash card. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search the future card and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Our great new marketing partner with us today here on Transmedia Worldwide. That's right. These guys are absolutely Absolutely amazing. Did we say absolutely amazing? Because if we didn't, we want to. Check out Kickstarter. That's right, kickstarter.com. Fusion, detox, Chef Alan Wickert. He is creating health. That's right, Fusion Detox. Chef Wurch, he's creating the cookbook. Over 250 healthy recipes. That's right, these guys are making some incredible things happen. Free from any salt, sugar, Gluten, dairy, saturated fats, chef nutrition tips, and healthy eating plans are included in this. They have been inundated these past few years to get a healthy cookbook out to the general public. Unlike most of these diet books, Fusion Detox doesn't use any diets. Just simple, realistic recipes for realistic eating habits to promote a cleaner and healthier you. Check it out today. It's got some great recipes. They're quick. They're easy to prepare. They're using healthy cooking techniques that are clearly explained, even for the novice chef. They've done hundreds of health retreats worldwide, and all these recipes have gone down brilliantly with their clients. Check out kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Fusion Detox. Fusion is spelled F-U-S-I-O-N-D-E-T-O-X. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Jiggy Jaguar. Neil Bortz with us today. He's got- If they put Fox News on, liberals will complain. Uh-huh. If they put CNN on, conservatives are going to complain. Jiggy Jaguar. We've got Tom Donahue with us today. I started to organize, uh, no, not like Obama. Jiggy Jaguar. Publisher of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's very informative, and uh, it, it does a lot of things. One, it, it's www.jiggyjaguar.com. About our newest sponsor here on our big program. That's right. It's a great new GoFundMe campaign. Give Autism Specs and Jeremy's Life. Uh, that's right. Jeremy Dre falls with us today. At the tender age of four years, he was diagnosed with autism. Born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin for about 27 years, he left the place all at once and moved to Chicago as if the place was calling him, as if there was a laid a big change for him. A place truly changed his life forever. Ever. A journey in Chicago began with meeting new people, professionals, NGOs who were actively involved in the Autism Speaks Awareness 
movement. He also joined the group and engaged himself in autism speaks for 11 months. And seriously speaking, this is the biggest thing that ever happened to him. He could easily relate to them and therefore attend all their events and ice parents. It was the best time of his life. We need to help him out today. It's GoFundMe.com slash Let's Help Jeremy D. Uh, that, it's G-O-F-U-A-M-E dot C-O-M slash L-E-T-S-H-E-L-P-J-E-R-E-M-Y-D. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Our fabulous, fabulous friends. That's right. We have a brand new marketing partner with us today, illuminating low to high conscious minds of the youth. How to reframe labels, changing terminologies in the entertainment business, hip-hop, R&B, poetry, film, and TV. Promoting the website at www. IVLent.com. That's the IV League Entertainment. Stands for Illuminated Vision League Entertainment, based out of Los Angeles. But the family ties to Memphis, Cincinnati, Wichita, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, and the DMV. Check out their link on Facebook. That's Facebook.com slash Team IV League ENT. Or just go to IV. L-E-N-T dot com. That is the letter I, the letter V, the letter L, the letter E, the letter N, and the letter T dot C-O-M. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome to the Unlock Your Wealth Update. Here's Heather Wagonhalls. The Social Security Administration reports that women who reach age 65 can expect to live on average 21 years more. Add the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education's prediction that 7 of 10 boomer women will outlive their husbands by 15 to 20 years and you need careful planning prepare by using the following advice for single women in retirement stay flexible if you receive a life insurance disbursement put it in a money market fund rather than a certificate of deposit for quicker access develop a plan to deal with bills if you weren't the family's cfo when your husband was alive you may need a crash course in personal finance set up a bill pay system and address financial issues in an orderly fashion now that your life has changed drastically your budget will too track every penny you spend and create a new budget for your new life then stick to it. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. It's Jiggy Jaguar. Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course... 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Tune in as well. If you want to find us on our brand-new Droid app, you can do so. JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live, 24-7 news and past programming information, as well as app-only exclusive shows. And we'll try to be doing some of those when we're in Las Vegas next week for the uh, Adult Video News Awards. Before we go to Mark Davis, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It is a tremendous Indiegogo campaign. Good Mornings Coffee House. Uh, that's right. This comes from Denver, Colorado. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. Search Good Mornings Coffee House. Getting back to the basics of the community and the art. Helping make their project a reality. This comes from Lynn Baker. A study published in the Journal of Consumer Research showed that noises of coffee shops are conducive to creativity. So why not open a coffee shop? 
or community and art are the focus. Uh, that's right. For years, coffee houses and art have gone hand in hand. From poetry readings to book clubs to indie movie screenings, it seems that creatives are drawn to the smell of coffee or to something else in the air. Perhaps something less tangible. This connection has come about naturally. And if you think about it, even for just a few moments, it makes a lot of sense. The coffee house is a relaxed environment, but at the same time, the stimulant properties of coffee itself encourage creative endeavors. You can drink coffee, you can sit back, and you can wait for inspiration to come coursing through your veins. Check out I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. Search Good Mornings Coffee House. This comes from Denver, Colorado. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got Mark Davis with us today, and Mark, I want to wind you up like a toy and let you go, my friend. Tell me about, uh, first of all, the State of the Union. It took place on Tuesday. Your thoughts on that, my friend? Yes, on Tuesday, uh, we had the State of Disunion. Uh, Obama was portraying his legacy and what he projects to do for the next year. For over an hour, uh, he laid out facts, non-factual information that he considered to be fact uh, about what he's achieved, including but not limited eliminating oil imports uh, by 60%, which if the fact checker was available, they know that's not true. But of course, there's no fact checkers for left-wingers, only for right-wingers, as we know. What Obama said on that night uh, doesn't jive with reality, and it was a fantasy, as was pointed out last night in the uh, debate, the very excellent debate we had on the Republican side. So Obama has approximately a year more, and he could still do a lot of damage as he's projecting to use more executive orders, as he, as he mentioned in the uh, speech or whatever that was called, the soliloquy, on uh, Tuesday. As people noticed uh, during that uh, so-called speech, the applause was very tepid. The audience uh, applied whatever they could just to, for respectful purposes. You know, there were no major standing ovations or anything that would show uh, an accolade for this president, because this president taking the country down, and it's very sad what he's done. And uh, there's not much more to say about the speech other than it was pretty weak. And Nikki Haley gave the retort. Uh, she's the governor of South Carolina. But she went after Donald Trump in a very evasive way, in a very cloistered way. And uh, Trump actually turned it around and said he agreed with Nikki said that Nikki said he was a very uh, mad person, very upset person. And Trump agreed. He's very upset the unemployment rates in this country are high, that 94 million people are out of work or not looking for work at this time, and that the 5 or 6% portrayal of unemployment is completely untrue. So Nikki Haley uh, is a rhino by any stretch of the imagination. Again, she's the governor of South Carolina. Last night, what we heard was the uh, a great debate, uh, the, the primary debate that Cook took about uh, two and a half hours from 9 a.m., I'm sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we heard a lot of information from Ted Cruz, Rubio, and Donald Trump, who are three leading uh, candidates right now. Trump is at the top of the hill, Cruz is second, and Rubio is third. I haven't trusted Rubio because he's been a rhino on many uh, issues, including but not limited to immigration. And if he had his way, he probably would allow a lot more in even in Obama, as he tried to do in 2013 with some legislation. Donald Trump went after Cruz, and Cruz came right back at him over issues about how New Yorkers are and New Yorkers' values, and and Donald Trump came right back and said, look, what they did during uh, the World Trade Center collapse and terror act. 
And this is something that people need to understand. Cruz is an excellent, has an excellent mind. He's almost at a brand's level, but there are inequities in his background that may lead him away from becoming nominee for the party, including where he was born or who he was born to, uh, to make him a citizen. So there's issues out there. Donald Trump uh, exploited that, and he went further with him. We cannot have a potential nominee with any questions on his head, meaning uh, Cruz. So it, it was a good debate, though. A lot of information came up, and people uh, saw the candidates what they were. I don't believe uh, uh, Bush would uh, be a good candidate right now. His ratings are very low, and he's not the person that we, we need. He's very weak and timid. So uh, we have a lot of things that we look forward to in the next few weeks. In 17 days, the Iowa caucuses will be there, which is not a real primary. Just a lot of people get together on both sides of the aisle and then come together and draw straws who they feel will be the best candidates. Right now, Cruz leads slightly uh, against Trump in, in this uh, election, just in Iowa. and the rest of the uh, states, Trump is ahead, and fortunately so. We've got Mark Davis with us today. He has the great book, Obamacare, Dead on Arrival. And uh, one of the things that uh, <laughs> I think is going to backfire on Hillary, it already has started to backfire on Hillary, is uh, she is she is scared to death of Bernie Sanders, much like the Republicans are scared to death of Donald Trump. And we talk about it all the time on this program. Um, the other day, Hillary, she came out and she said, well, if Bernie Sanders gets elected, he's going to take away your health care. And my reaction to that is, good! <laughs> take it away! The system sucks! <laughs> Let me tell people what, what Bernie's background is. Bernie originally came from Brooklyn, New York. As people know, uh, New York City is going liberal for some reason. I still don't understand. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York as well. Uh, he moved to Vermont and he became uh, the representative from Vermont, a congressional representative from Vermont. Up there. Bernie Sanders is an ardent socialist. He wants everything controlled by the government. He wants everything being given away free. He doesn't understand that we're approaching a $20 trillion budget deficit. He's promised free college, free, free everything. It just doesn't work. And Hillary, to top him, is promising even more. And it's, it's completely crazy what these two are projecting to do to the nation if they get in uh, one or the other as president. Now, uh, Bernie Sanders is inching up on on the national polls. And in some polls, there's only a 7% difference still releading at this point in time. So we have a 74-year-old Bernie Sanders out there. We have a 69-year-old uh, Hillary Clinton. Not saying that people of age cannot be president, yet... Uh, the mindsets are back in the 90s or 80s even. They're not current uh, with the current financial difficulties that are actually facing Washington, D.C. And as people know uh, today, if they looked at the media, the market fell 400 points or nearly 400 points. That means there's a market correction going on at this point in time. That means your homes, your pensions, everything is losing their value as we speak uh, because they've been bloated. I think they've been bloated or heightened them in this administration. That, that shouldn't be. As an example, we have a Facebook worth $94, but doesn't have an infrastructure of maybe, a, a let's say, a billion dollars. But yet, yet, it's valued two to $300 billion. This is the kind of market we have right now. And the correction will take place, and it is taking place right now. But Bernie 
and uh, Hillary do not understand the uh, complexity of the financial market, the treasury, and how money should be applied, and they will make the debt, if given the chance, $25 trillion. So uh, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. Let's hope a conservative gets in, someone who knows uh, the financial backing of uh, exchanges and things like that. And that's uh, pretty much a summary for what happened this week and what's going on. Now, now, Mark, uh, give, give me your thoughts on this uh, Iranian hostage crisis that took place this week, this uh, situation well, with these boats and all this stuff. Well, we, there were multiple stories that came out, very interesting stories as well. The latest story is that John Kerry, if this is true, if it's true, and I, I have to emphasize that if it's true, uh, called the Iranians for help when our boats got stalled in their waters. That is any truth to it. It's a horrific and maybe even a treasonable kind of thing. Instead of calling our own people in, he called boats from Iran to come in. And you saw what happened. They were put on their knees, guns were aimed at their heads. A woman uh, purportedly on the, one of the boats was told to wear a scarf around their head. Uh, completely denigrated our people. And that never would have happened under Ronald Reagan or people who had a note who were on the conservative then. Uh, this may have been a setup, some people were saying, uh, where we, we purposely stalled our boats in there so the Iranians could come to our aid to make it look like they're the good guys now, and so they can get their $150 billion back, uh, which is what the Ayatollah Khomeini wants at this point in time. So this particular item in the news still has to be vetted, and there are multiple stories of how it came about and how it was resolved, and it, there's nobody here to uh, uh, really tell us which direction it went for the truth. We've got Mark Davis joining us today, 16 minutes after the hour. Before we let you go, Mark, uh, what, what, what do you think is going to be some of the big news stories coming up this week? Uh, what I think is going to happen, I think more information is going to come out on Hillary's emails. There's a secondary investigation going on. We understand that there's 150, 150 FBI agents looking into our background. I believe more information will come out uh, at this point in time. I understand that the uh, Democrats are going to have uh, another go at it in terms of the debate. But what kind of debate is the two people are debating? Uh, the former governor of the of Maryland, he has less than one percent. O'Malley has less than one percent of the vote, so he's going to be out. He's just hanging on uh, for a while. He may fall out in the next week or two as well. And I think the news with the Iranian problem is going to be vetted more deeply, and it's going to be make headlines. So we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting seven days. Well, Mark, I always appreciate your commentary, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you, sir. And thank you for having me, as always. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. We're going to take a time out when we come back. Dun-dun-dun. Top of the hour time. We're not top of the hour time. We've got uh, an interesting guest coming up here. Transmedia Worldwide. This is an amazing, amazing new marketing partner. Is your life savings account empty? 
Have you ever thought about investing but can't afford the minimum deposit? Do you want to help the environment? With the Future Card, you can now have that opportunity to be the first in a breakthrough new investing movement. An incredible winning solution for responsible investing by way of our unique Visa gift card. Clients simply add funds, and in turn, we invest those funds in environmentally and socially responsible companies. We make our clients money while at the same time making our planet a better place for all. Need some fast cash? Withdraw your funds or use your future card anywhere Visa is accepted, even at an ATM. Right now, we're giving them away on Indiegogo.com. You also have the chance to win one or two Tesla electric cards. Check it out now at Indiegogo.com slash projects slash the dash future dash card. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. Search the future card and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Our great new marketing partner with us today here on Transmedia Worldwide. That's right. These guys are absolutely Absolutely amazing. Did we say absolutely amazing? Because if we didn't, we want to. Check out Kickstarter. That's right, kickstarter.com. Fusion, detox, Chef Alan Wickert. He is creating health. That's right, Fusion, detox, Chef Wurch. He's creating the cookbook over 250 healthy recipes. That's right. These guys are making some incredible things happen. Free from any salt, sugar, Gluten, dairy, saturated fats, chef nutrition tips, and healthy eating plans are included in this. They have been inundated these past few years to get a healthy cookbook out to the general public. Unlike most of these diet books, Fusion Detox doesn't use any diets. Just simple, realistic recipes for realistic eating habits to promote a cleaner and healthier you. Check it out today. It's got some great recipes. They're quick. They're easy to prepare. They're using healthy cookie techniques that are clearly explained, even for the novice chef. They've done hundreds of health retreats worldwide, and all these recipes have gone down brilliantly with their clients. Check out kickstarter.com. That's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Fusion Detox. Fusion is spelled F-U-S-I-O-N-D-E-T-O-X. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Download the iHeartRadio app to hear us live as live can get. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R. You will hear great bits like this from Barry Farber, legendary conservative talk show host. Makes the difference. But look, man, I got to thank you uh, for giving me this much time, this much respect. You have really made today a great pleasure for me, and I want to thank you for it. Once you've downloaded the iHeartRadio app, search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R and listen to all of our past episodes and future episodes of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, all categorized by hour. Well, I, I, well, I just want to say I love what you do, James, but I, I love what you're doing. I love just being a part of what you what you sharing information uh, with your listeners. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R on iHeartRadio. about our newest sponsor here on our big program. That's right. It's a great new GoFundMe campaign. 
Give Autism Specs and Jeremy's Life. Uh, that's right. Jeremy Dre Falls with us today. At the tender age of four years, he was diagnosed with autism. Born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin for about 27 years, he left the place all at once and moved to Chicago as if the place was calling him, as if there was a laid a big change for him. A place truly changed his life forever. A journey in Chicago began with meeting new people, professionals, NGOs who were actively involved in the Autism Speaks Awareness movement. He also joined the group and engaged himself in Autism Speaks for 11 months. And seriously speaking, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to him. He could easily relate to them and therefore attend all their events at Ice It was the best time of his life. We need to help him out today. It's GoFundMe.com slash Let's Help Jeremy D. Uh, that, it's G-O-F-U-A-M-E dot C-O-M slash L-E-T-S-H-E-L-P J E R E M Y D and tell them you heard about it here Transmedia Worldwide our fabulous fabulous friends that's right we have a brand new marketing partner with us today illuminating low to high conscious minds of the youth how to reframe labels changing terminologies in the entertainment business hip hop R&B poetry film and TV promoting the website at www ivlent.com that's the iv league entertainment stands for illuminated vision league entertainment based out of los angeles but the family ties to memphis cincinnati Utah, dallas atlanta new york and the dmv check out their link on facebook that's facebook.com slash team iv league ent or just go to iv L-E-N-T dot com. That is the letter I, the letter V, the letter L, the letter E, the letter N, and the letter T dot C-O-M. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. This is The Risk Takers from Entrepreneurs Club Radio. Have you ever been fired or even fired at the company picnic? Probably not, but Ray Kralovic was. You see, Ray had earned his Ph.D. in microbiology, and he went to work for one of the giant companies in hospital supply sterilization. But now he was out of a job. His only sin was to push a product idea with management that was so revolutionary, it would reinvent the way most surgical instruments would be sterilized. With an entrepreneurial mindset, Ray didn't give up. He developed his product with no money and very little help. But his invention proved to work. So he started his company, named it Steris, and built it to a billion-dollar business, all because he believed in himself and his idea. With entrepreneurs, believing in yourself is the biggest key. Do you believe? If so, start something now. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it, you know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 
22 Jiggy. Daddy Hunt. Hey Jiggy, what's happening, man? You might be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to the world-famous Chiggy Chegwire radio program. 25 minutes after the hour, we're going to go to Josh Bernstein a little early because we had uh, Mark Davis hang up quickly because he had to get off to a uh, had to get off to a meeting. But uh, we're going to go to Josh Bernstein here in a few moments. We're going to be talking about the debates, the State of the Union, all the different stuff. Before we do that. Check out our app, JiggyJaguar.us. And uh, Josh's segment here is brought to you by our fabulous friends over at GoFundMe.com. That's right, G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash the letter 5, the letter M, the number 9, the number 2, the letter W, the letter F, the letter J, and the letter N. This is a tremendous, tremendous new campaign. These folks are doing some amazing things in the crowdfunding world. They are creating a pollution-free battery-powered ATV. Terry Warner with us today. He's a seasoned flat-track ATV quad racer, and now he's quadless. The reason? He's going to move out of the state for work, so he gave up his fully built 250cc Honda Quad, along with all of his spare parts, to a young kid who was ready to full race machine. But he did not have the money to upgrade. However, three weeks later, the income source that he was going to be depending on to support blew up in his face. Now he has no quad to race, which always provided major stress relief. So he's been crawling the walls ever since, and he created this great new GoFundMe campaign. He was going to purchase a 2015 700cc Yamaha Raptor. However, after four years ago, someone messed with his credit. After clearing that up, he was able to get his credit score up to the 700s. However, he stopped using credit cards while he fixed the problem, and now no one will give him a loan because he has no recent credit history. So we need to help him out today with this great new GoFundMe campaign. He's going to be creating pollution-free, battery-powered ATV. Check it out today on GoFundMe.com. These guys are incredible. Check out GoFundMe.com slash 5 M92WFJN and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got Josh Bernstein with us today. And Josh, what was your reaction to the uh, State of the Union, first of all? Well, the State of the Union to me seemed like a, um, a subliminal Jedi mind, you know what? Because <laughs> everything that Barack Obama was saying was the antithesis of what reality actually was. He talked about how great the economy was. He said that anyone that thinks that uh, the economy is not better is peddling fiction. Uh, he talked about how he was responsible for getting Osama bin Laden and not the SEAL Team 6. I mean, it was an absolute, you know, Jedi mind, you know what the word is, because yep. that's what he was trying to do. And... The sad part is, is there's millions of dumb Americans out there that actually believe the president and take his word for all of that stuff. It is Josh Bernstein with us today. He joins us live here on the broadcast. See him each and every week on television worldwide, uh, 29 minutes after the hour. Now, the uh, the best place for this debate to take place was after this State of the Union. So these guys could basically talk about the State of the Union, but from what I can understand, they didn't talk about any of that. They spent all this time tearing themselves down. What did you think of this debate that took place the other evening? 
Well, I think the debate overall probably didn't really change too many people's opinions. For the most part, I think everybody kind of stayed in their own lanes. Nobody cut anybody off. Uh, a couple people were beeping here and there, but nothing really, you know, there wasn't any car crashes. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. The uh, Ted Cruz and, you know, the fact that they have this new controversy about his eligibility, I don't honestly think that it's an issue. Uh, personally, I think that he is eligible. Maybe other people don't. But I don't think that that would have been a detrimental thing for him to get to the nomination. What I now think is going to be detrimental for him was his comments on New York values. And the reason I say that is because not only because of Trump's excellent response and rebuttal to what he said, but more importantly, Donald Trump himself is going to spend the next you know couple of weeks like a kid with the chicken pox picking at that same scab over and over and over again on the campaign trail. That's number one. And number two, I think that he may have really hurt his chances at possibly being Donald Trump's VP, assuming Donald Trump is to win the nomination, because now Donald Trump might look at that situation as a detriment to the ticket because of what he said. It was almost as bad as the clinging to the guns and religion comment that Barack Obama said in uh, in 2008. Yes. Maybe not as bad, but close. And again, I agree with Ted Cruz. I love Ted Cruz. I think he's fantastic. And I agree with him that New York is mostly very liberal and progressive state. Not all of it, but a lot of it is. So I understand where he was coming from, but again, I think that's going to hurt him. Now, uh, how did you think Marco Rubio did? I think Marco is, uh, is smart. And uh, I think Marco is actually going to do well, uh, not because necessarily because of his own ability, but possibly because of what Ted Cruz said. I think that there's a possibility that you may see Marco move into second place uh, in a lot of these polls, which is interesting that they didn't question Marco Rubio's eligibility. <laughs> yes. Ted Cruz. Yeah, for and whatever the, reason. The reason is that the establishment absolutely detests a real conservative like a Ted Cruz. Well, see, I've always wondered why they haven't went after Marco Rubio. <laughs> that just is yeah, so well, strange to me. I used to call Marco Rubio Marco Rubik's Cube on my show because <laughs> they always had a thousand different positions on immigration. So, other than that, he's the best uh, establishment candidate, I guess, that you could put up if you have to absolutely have one. But I don't think that's going to be the case here. I, I think... Donald Trump is more than likely going to run away with this. We've got Josh Bernstein with us today, 32 minutes after the hour. He joins us live here on the telephone. And uh, what, what, what did you make of this uh, Iranian hostage situation that took place this week with uh, John Kerry and, and this whole nine yards of this whole thing? Yeah, I was waiting for Kerry to, to, to write an apology letter, send some cupcakes and a Hallmark card. It was unbelievable. Uh, what, a, what a horrific show of weakness on the national geopolitical stage by John, I was for arming ISIS and creating them with the CIA before I was against it, Kerry. Absolute disaster. I'm thankful and, and, and glad that they are back home and safe, but ultimately it was just another show of America's weakness on the geopolitical stage, and now there's reports that they may have even been tipped off that the administration 
they've actually tipped off the Iranians. Oh, that's to, fantastic. Uh, to the whole debacle, which is even more insane. Hmm. Wow. So, what? What? Why? Why would they have tipped them off? Because that that just sounds. Uh, it sounds like something they would do. But I mean, what, what was what was the point of doing that? <laughs> you know, what? I, I don't know. I, I heard a report out there. I haven't really investigated it too much. I don't know if it's real or not. But uh, apparently, they were where they were was really close to the Iranian waters or something, and and therefore, you know, they were trying to say that. Oh well, you know the, the they need rescuing or something. I don't know. There was kind of a, a weird story out there about it. It may be true. It may not be true. But ultimately, the good news is is they're they're back home. They're safe. Uh, they you know they humiliated the the woman, made her wear a head scarf. They intimidated the 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 men, putting guns to their heads. One of them even apologized on national media, saying that it was our fault and, and we you know we apologized to the Iranians. It just goes to show you that the moral, uh, the moral morale, if you will, of the military is quite different than it was in the past. You would have had these guys saying, "No way are we going to be captured," and, and, and would have fought back. But I just think that the way that the military has been put forth and the rules of engagement that have been put forth, uh, I think things are a lot different now. Unfortunately, now uh, if if this would have happened. Uh, under under a Republican president or a, a, you know an independent or something, how, how do you think that this would have been handled as compared to uh, Obama and the crew? Well, first, first of all, we wouldn't be apologizing. We would have seen that as an act of aggression. But more importantly, we wouldn't be in the situation where we're having diplomatic ties with terrorists. You cannot negotiate with terrorists, and the fact that we're giving them 150 billion dollars. And allowing them to, you know, uh, do what they're doing, not only create nuclear weapons, but already has uh, broken the agreements through the IAEA and have had numerous infractions since they signed the agreement. We just wouldn't do that under any kind of normal, heroic, patriotic president, even if it was another Democrat. I don't even think Bill Clinton would do something like that as bad as he was. It is. Josh Bernstein with us today, 36 minutes after the hour. And uh, what do you have coming up on the television program this week, my friend? Well, I had a, a good opportunity to sit down with uh, my good buddy, Tom Tancredo, former presidential candidate and uh, former congressman. And we discussed uh, a lot of the um, you know, State of the Union address and, and some of the other things that are going on. But ultimately, this Clinton situation, I'm not sure how much time we have left, but this Clinton uh, Foundation situation is something else. I mean, I, I truly believe if this investigation is allowed to continue the way it could and should, we will find out that the Clinton Foundation is the largest political criminal enterprise in U.S. history. And I do a full expose on it in which I explain how they money launder, how they set up their foreign charity, which is known as the... Uh, Clinton Geistra Enterprises in Canada, how they get the donations, which, by the way, are secretive donations because of the laws in Canada prohibit them from releasing the names of the donors. They get all these different donors, which, by the way, is over 1,100 different dignitaries have given money to this charity, not to the foundation, but to the charity. And then the charity 
makes one large massive donation directly to the Clinton Foundation. It is money laundering 101, textbook money laundering. And I believe that if this investigation is allowed to unfold, as I believe it could and should, we are going to find out that they're not going to survive this. As a matter of fact, quietly and secretly, Bill Clinton is telling the people that he works with this could be the end of our political dynasty. Wow. That is uh, that's a bombshell, my friend. That is Bernie definitely... Has nothing to worry about with Bernie Sanders. Believe me. <laughs> no. a lot more on her plate than an admitted, committed socialist masquerading as an independent. We've got uh, Josh Bernstein with us today. And Josh, before we let you go, how do people find you online? Well, you can go to joshbernsteinpoliticalwriter.com. You can go to YouTube. You can find the television show there. But also uh, amac.us. I'm a proud spokesman for a wonderful organization, www.amac.us. We are the conservative alternative to AARP. And we make sure that when we lobby on behalf of uh, Washington, we make sure that those decisions are based on more freedom, more liberty, and more prosperity, and more control for seniors and their health care. Again, www.amac.us. Well, thank you, sir. I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a good rest of the weekend. Thank you, man. We're going to take a time out. Come back with more here on the program. At Transmedia Worldwide, this is an amazing, amazing new marketing partner. Is your life savings account empty? Have you ever thought about investing but can't afford the minimum deposit? Do you want to help the environment? With the Future Card, you can now have that opportunity to be the first in a breakthrough new investing movement. An incredible winning solution for responsible investing by way of our unique Visa gift card. Clients simply add funds, and in turn, we invest those funds in environmentally and socially responsible companies. We make our clients money while at the same time making our planet a better place for all. Need some fast cash? Withdraw your funds or use your future card anywhere Visa is accepted, even at an ATM. Right now, we're giving them away on Indiegogo.com. You also have the chance to win one or two Tesla electric cards. Check it out now at Indiegogo.com slash projects slash the dash future dash card. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search the future card and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new sponsor with us today. We've got a great new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out the Indiegogo crowdfunding page at igg.me slash 80 slash track find slash x slash 13159800. This is a crowdfunding campaign for a new proactive GPS tracking device that can be used to help prevent gun-related crime and suicide-related accidents. It also was designed to protect all the things that you love and the people that you love, such as Alzheimer patients, family pets, and things of value. It's creating a safety for homeowners, businesses such as yard maintenance, construction, farming equipment. Anything a criminal could steal is protected by the TrackFind. TrackFind is the only proactive GPS locator and anti-theft alert system that will notify you immediately when your property is moved or stolen and send real-time map location to local law enforcement anywhere there is a cell phone connection in the world, U.S. and international patent pending. TrackFind comes ready to go. No need to install SIM card or tracking chips. TrackFind does not charge a monthly fee for customer support or alert service. TrackFind has a three-year standby battery life and is rechargeable. TrackFind provides 
provides end users an option to send alerts and location data worldwide to end law enforcement or any third party that choose. TrackFind is a standalone device that sends SMS text alerts to your cell phone using a propriety app. TrackFind can be remotely configured for sleep mode or activated for both motion alerts and or geofence alerts. TrackFind will directly locate your item worldwide wherever they are cell towers and unlimited range across any terrain. Other GPS locators have limited range and require access to other people's signals or rely on home-based docking stations, protecting all the things that you love with TrackFind. TrackFind needs your support, and with crowdfunding campaign, they want to help you in their fight to make this world a better place for gun owners and mine and families, hardworking communities, and the primary concern and reason for TrackFind. TrackFind was designed around protecting the things we love and value. Please support TrackFind in making this world a better place. If you have questions or need something, contact Eric, Track. Find crowdfund at gmail.com. That's trackfindcrowdfund at gmail.com. Search for it on indiegogo.com. Trackfind and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. About our newest sponsor here on our big program. That's right. It's a great new GoFundMe campaign. Give Autism Specs and Jeremy's Life. Uh, that's right. Jeremy Dre falls with us today. At the tender age of four years, he was diagnosed with autism. Born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin for about 27 years, he left the place all at once and moved to Chicago as if the place was calling him, as if there was a laid a big change for him. A place truly changed his life forever. A journey in Chicago began with meeting new people, professionals, NGOs who were actively involved in the Autism Speaks Awareness movement. He also joined the group and engaged himself in autism speaks for 11 months and seriously speaking, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to him. He could easily relate to them and therefore attend all their events and high spirits. It was the best time of his life. We need to help him out today. It's GoFundMe.com slash Let's Help Jeremy D. Uh, that, it's G-O-F-U-A-M-E dot C-O-M slash L-E-T-S H-E-L-P J E R E M Y D and tell them you heard about it here Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a great new sponsor with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check this out today: the Royal Oil Kickstarter.com. Search the Royal Oil. Let's tell you a little bit about these folks. They're doing some incredible, incredible things. Charles Henry Skin Care and Tanning Lotion. This comes from Rachel Belmont. Indoor and outdoor tanning products and the Daily Moisturizer. Amazing for super dry, irritated skin. They want to create a second product. Let's help them out today at... Oh, yeah. You need to go over there right now. It is kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search the Royal Oil and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. It's a minute report for America. Freedom of speech is becoming increasingly targeted. The problem extends from official acts of the Obama administration to the demands of partisans of various causes. The Federal Court of Appeals will soon decide the U.S. Telecom Association versus the FCC case in which the association seeks to overturn an FCC order reclassifying broadband Internet as a telecommunications service subjected to utility-style regulation. Mr. Obama's two attempts to dramatically alter the nature of the Internet, perhaps the greatest free speech tool in history, would give government the ability to clamp down on those opposing White House views giving federal bureaucrats the right to decide who can launch a website and at what broadband speed are direct attacks 
on this vital medium and free speech in general. I'm Frank Fernuccio. Read more at usagovpolicy.com. Welcome back to our big broadcast, wrapping it up today with Michael Connolly from the United States Justice Foundation. We'll do that here in a few moments. We want to get you uh, set up on our app. Do so. JiggyJaguar.us or find us in the App Store. Also, live as live can get each and every afternoon. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. Before we get to Michael, let's tell you about our sponsor for this segment. We've got a great new sponsor. 25 years ago, our dad was lucky enough to receive a kidney and pancreas transplant. He's lived far beyond any doctor's expectations, and this family is blessed. They've been able to watch all four of the children walk across high school and college graduation stages, witness one of the sons marry the love of his life, and celebrate 40 beautiful years of marriage to the incredible mom, Patty. These are simple life events that help the treasures the family. The kidney is now rapidly failing and urgently needs another transplant. His name is on a three- to five-year waiting list to receive a new kidney. But unfortunately, he doesn't have that much time. They're overwhelmed by the amount of healthy family members and friends who've offered to be a donor, and they're paying, and they're praying that someone ends up being a match. Check it out today. It is an amazing new campaign. It's a great new GoFundMe campaign. Check out GoFundMe.com slash Mike Puglisi. We're going to spell it for you. G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash M-I-K-E-P-U-G-L-I-S-I. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got Michael Connolly from the United States Justice Foundation with us today on the line. And, uh, Michael, I want to get your thoughts on the uh, situation that took place the other night with the State of the Union. Uh, what, what did you think of uh, the president's thoughts on a lot of things? Well, it was typical of victory lap for the president. Uh, he put forward all the things that he thinks he's accomplished for this country, most of which are actually designed to destroy this country. Uh, he ignored the fact that we had 10 uh, sailors being held by the Iranians. He didn't even talk about that. And then the next day, if you'll recall, John Kerry thanked the Iranians for their hospitality and how, you know, how nice they were about the whole situation. It was just just another way to poke the president in this country in the eye by the Iranians. So he's indicated that he has not done everything he wants to do. And my concern now is that we are going to see a whole lot of new executive orders come down the pike. More involved in gun control, climate change, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion particularly. I think we're going to see that happening. I think we're going to see basically a runaway president here. And uh, the Republican Congress seems unable or unwilling to even try to stop him. So I'm, I'm very concerned with what his actual legacy is going to be. In fact, I'm writing a new article for my blog, which I'll be posting in the next day or so, about just that. What is Obama's actual legacy and what does he want it to be? And I think it's different from what most people in this country understand. Um, my feeling is that he wants his legacy to be the destruction of our constitutional republic. That's what he's been shooting for since he was elected president, and that's what he's going to continue to try to do. He's going to ignore Congress. I mean, right now he's released 10 more very dangerous terrorists from Gitmo and sent them to another country where they will not be controlled for very long. 
And we know that 30 to 40 percent of the terrorists he's released in the last few years have gone back to uh, fighting the, the United States and trying to kill our people. And he's going to do that with all of the remaining terrorists in Gitmo. And he's going to do it without congressional approval, which is required by law. And I, you know, so we're looking, we're looking at a, a runaway president out of control at this point. And I'm, I'm very concerned. We're gearing up at the United States Justice Foundation to fight on every front. Uh, right now, for example, we're getting prepared to fa- file a lawsuit in California over the new gun control regulations there, and laws which basically allow people in California, any family member can call up California authorities and say, you know, I think my ex-husband or my father or my brother, I think they might be dangerous, and I know they've got guns. And the California authorities, on that basis alone, will swoop in and seize that person's guns without any adjudication, without any finding that they are actually a danger to themselves or others. And that's the way the new law in California is set up. And I think that's one of the things Obama's going to be doing. Well, they're already doing it to our veterans. We're already in the midst of fighting on over that right now. Now they've uh, branched it out to Social Security recipients so they can take away Social Security recipients' guns simply because they may have their bills automatically paid by their bank or they may have a, a son or daughter pay their bills for them as a convenience or their spouse pay the family bills. That's what they're doing with the veterans. So, yeah, we're looking at, at a lot of, of serious uh, situations that are going to develop in the next 12 months. We've got the fabulous Michael Connolly with us today, United States Justice Foundation, 51 minutes after the hour. And uh, there was a story that just recently uh, got got posted to uh, social media about a, um, and this is really, really strange. Uh, basically, what, what has taken place is uh, Kansas has basically told a military veteran, stop using medical marijuana or give up your kids. Uh, United States military veteran and father is fighting the state of Kansas for custody of his children. In April 2015, Raymond Schwab's children were confiscated by the uh, Child Protective Services, and authorities in the state insist he must discontinue his use of marijuana, which he uses to treat his PTSD. If he and his wife, Amelia, want them back. Uh, This is a a horrible, horrible story. What, What do you think about this? Well, this is typical, I think, of government overreach. Now, you know, if if the man is approved for medical marijuana and the state of Kansas doesn't approve it, you know, they can uh, tell him he can't use it, but the idea of seizing his children to keep him from using it, you know, that that's way overreach. I mean, you know, all they can, they can do is tell this man that, hey, it's not legal here, you have to go to another state to use it, or, if you know, the best, best thing to do with a military veteran is just leave him the hell alone. Yeah, because the man has earned his right to try to be free of pain and free of the symptoms of PTSD. But the idea now that they're going to governments are going to start using children, and this includes state governments, using children as a weapon against people that they disagree with, is you know to me just another step in putting the nail in the coffin in this country. We've got the fabulous Michael Connolly with us today, 52 minutes after the hour, United States Justice Foundation. Uh, do you have any updates on any of the cases that you guys have been following with veterans' issues and things? Well, the, uh, the big one right now, like I said, is we're about to file suit in California, and we're still working a lot on individual cases 
uh, uh, people that are, are appealing uh, from their being found incompetent by the VA and then losing their gun rights. Uh, we eventually want to file a lawsuit, another lawsuit there. We've already filed several against the VA, which we've won, by the way, to get information. But eventually we want to file a lawsuit there. But we have to exhaust the administrative appeals first. And we've got people out there who are they're taking two to three years to decide their administrative appeals. So that's where we stand on those. And we're also involved, and we're going to be filing a brief in the Supreme Court on the amnesty question, the case out of Texas here. And uh, so those are just some of the cases we've got going. We've got several cases going on uh, freedom of religion that we're working on. So we're, we're keeping very busy, to say the least. We've got Michael Connolly with us today. Michael, uh, before we let you go, how do people uh, donate and help support the United States Justice Foundation? They can go to usjf.net, and they can find out there how to donate. They can do it online, or they can do it by mail. Uh, they can also, if they are veterans or Social Security recipients or they have issues with the government on Second Amendment issues or even freedom of religion, uh, contact me directly at Michael at usjfmail, M-A-I-L dot net. It's Michael at usjfmail dot net. We're representing these veterans and their families for free. That's why we need donations from people. Because actually we represent all of our clients for free. We don't charge anybody anything. We rely on independent donations. So if people want to donate to us, usjf.net is the way to do it. Well, Michael, thank you, sir. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, Michael. You too. Thank you, sir. We're going to take a timeout, and uh, when we come back, we've got more coming up. Concerts for the cause. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.